to another exciting episode of Possible Tenant on tonight's uh, show. I'm your host, Val, and I'm joined by... Jacob. Ooh, quite the build-up and the delivery. Uh, hey, Jacob, how you doing? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Uh, I think you've met, forgot to mention one uh, other guest that we have is the winner of uh, Operation ID Not Recognized. We have them with us today. It's... Yeah, your boy. That's wow. That's right. That's how we cut costs on the show. Um, we yeah, win, win tournaments tournament so that we don't have to get another person on. <laughs> um, as you folks might have already heard by now, um, I have won the to- uh, tournament we had yesterday in Melbourne. Um, that means this is going to be a very long episode because I'm going to tell you every single moment of my tournament in excruciating yeah. detail. Um, but before, no, I probably actually do. No, um, but before we get into that, uh, do you? We've got a bit of news in the Infinity Universe. Um, so how about we dive into that and yeah, some eye candy to start off with. You reckon? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let me just. Hmm. What are you doing? Oh, did I stupid? Hold on, I stupidly closed them. Well, what do you uh... open? Oh, but people, um, people got these photos. We can just talk about them. Yeah, but it may as well, may as well let, you, let us both take a look at the nice little photos that we get from Colas sure. Belly. No worries. Beautiful. Ah, the stream's up. Cool. There we go. So the first one we got is new pa- uh, bulleteers slash peacemakers. Yes. Um, they fit in the new bases. Uh, on their bases, yeah. that's the big yeah. thing. Uh, is, is, is that a new ox spot or is that what they normally yeah, nah, look like? Yeah, it's a new ox spot. Um, they've I made the antenna so. smaller so it doesn't just snap yeah. off all the time, which is really nice. Um, I think these are really cool. Uh, yeah, and they're very popular I mean, pieces. So. I must say, though, I kind of am going to miss. You know how the, the bulleteers or the uh, peacemakers, they had like that cool, almost like horn sort of looking thing going at the back yeah, they like yeah, two yeah, fins yeah. touching or something like that i'm gonna yeah. miss that they do look nice but i mean the the bulleteers and the peacemakers um have always looked nice yeah the robots are robots right um that's why you like well i mean the, the, the like the arjuna robot the one that the karan bot i think they're called they, they look pretty damn ugly the the uh... ones with like emirates in Aleph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. We've had. Oh, the, I think that junior is good, by the way. But well, that's a whole different podcast. Oh, well, anyway, like profile wise, or what it looks yeah, like. Profile wise. Oh no, I'm talking about the model. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, but yeah. All right, next one. What else we got? Oh, I could have. I could have. I, w- I wish I had had this box. Um, Ooh, yesterday. These so... ladies. You you walk me through who these ladies are because I. Have okay, no idea. so. We got a picture of uh, the three models. We've got uh, two of them, uh, the ones with sort of the mm-hmm. nun, I guess, yep. habits. Cool. Um, are the uh, initiated observant? So you've got uh-huh. one which uh, actually looks like it's got a boarding shotgun, um, and the other one I'm pretty sure is the killer hacker profile. Very cool. She's out in the uh, uh, the hacker stance, and the one in the middle yeah. is an orphans of the observancy. Which is the MSV2 multi marksman, ah, I'm going to say. Nice. Very nice. Um, I mean, cool models. These are, yeah, these are yeah, cool. These and are and cool. the, the profiles are really good for each of them. Yeah, um, nice. Mm, yeah. Yeah, they're really, yeah, they're really pretty. Uh, I like them. I think, yeah. yeah I think I'm excited for both of them to come out. 
Mm, what else we got on the... Oh, these guys. Ooh. So the Morat expansion pack beta, I don't... Was Alpha... Alpha was like a Shazvasti one, wasn't it? No, Morat... Oh, no, it's Mor no, Morat, Morat expansion yeah, pack no. beta. What was the, what yeah. was the first one? Oh, that was with the drop troop. That was with the drop troop, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so these are the Tyrock Hunter with the Scrugot uh, mm -hmm. uh, Jaw Brute, as well as the Oznap with a Synced yeah. Pretter. And these cool. models are the, fucking fantastic. The Tyrock Hunter, I would, I've never ran, but I would run just because he's the model's so cool, and he's got that little special uh, little friend. It's so cool. Yeah, here's here's so. the thing. Here's the thing. Um, Val is you don't have to. I don't think. I think honestly, given how prevalent this uh, unit is, I think almost everybody should buy this. Box yeah, no, because these no no because these make perfect beast hunters. Oh yeah 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 that's right? that's true. Like yeah, these yeah. are as as far yeah. as I'm concerned the best looking beasts like beast hunter models that they've currently got out especially that Oznat. Yeah yeah exactly right. Or the eye um, the eye is a good beast hunter model as well. Um, why can't why can't like I think of what the, why can't I think of what the hell the IR is? Come on, Jacob, switch on, mate. What's the IR? <laughs> what do you mean the IR? Like the Hakka's Lam model that the one that just got. Oh, of course! Up. Oh my God! Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, man. What's okay? You want to have a? You want to pause? You want to have a coffee? <laughs> uh, no, no, then I'll never go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. No. Anyway, next one. What's what's yeah? Next, next one is uh, Yara Haddad. Mm-hmm. Much a long-awaited uh, profile and. Wait. A lot of weird model, sorry. Um, yeah. What do you think of her model? I think it's good. Um, yeah. I think it's very imposing. Um, a little uh, blowing scar, uh, the headdress, blowing in the wind. It's kind of cool. But to yeah, be honest, is it, but the only question is, is it better than the IR? Because that's what everyone's proxying for, Yara Dad, I assume. Probably that. not, in all so honesty. Probably not. Oh, yeah. Um, my my one interesting thing, and this is this is probably something that's not going to survive the production, but they've put it in the model is like she's got she's pictured in the dossier with like these earrings, and on the model here you can see that she's got like deep in her hood she actually has the earrings. I don't uh, see that those are going to survive the casting. Yeah, don't know, don't know. Um, yeah, but so. yeah, no, she's a she's a, um like she's a cute model um but as far as infinity goes like it's a nice model but as far as infinity goes it's just sort of mid i guess mm. um yeah yeah thank you. uh the okay. next one uh is uh i suppose now the resident dad of infinity Ooh, uh, Nicholas Hill himself um, um pulling almost the splits uh, and, yeah. and much, much larger than his uh, old profile used to be. So he He's awesome. uh, is no longer quite as skinny as he used to be. He's massive now. Put on a bit. Can you go back and forward once for, with the uh, photos? Go back one. Go forward. Such a look at the difference between the female and the male. The male just has to have his leg up. Uh, the male model has to have his leg up just a little bit higher. <laughs> Yeah. Just, just like, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I would probably it would probably look better if they had changed the legs around because um, the one yeah. thing I find with this model is his um, his pose is a bit awkward. Uh, nah, yeah, it's it's a bit strange, but it's cool. It is cool. Um, yeah. it's, 
Yeah, he's very imposing. Uh, this model's imposing, yeah. The... I, I, I do enjoy the, the, the massive beard that he's got going on. Yeah, he's got, yeah. Um, uh, I like it a lot. Yeah, no, it's a nice one. Yeah, it, I mean, um, it's Phoenix. Everyone's going to want him anyway because it's yeah, just such a good profile. We're all going to suck. I'm lucky enough to be an old school Steel Phalanx player, so I've got the um, the older one here. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Uh, um, so we got the, um, like, again, the name of the uh, new book, Ensong. That's not really new. Um, we also, but what we did get is we get a bit more of a description of what reinforcements were, at least in the context of Ariadna. Um, so, like, a, a super quick, I guess, summary of what was given in the studio update is the idea is that the French never really had to deal with the antipodes, so their role in the nation of Ariadna was to reinforce uh, any of the other countries that needed it. Um, and so from what Carlos has said, or what I can remember um, what he said is, the idea will be that there will be a section of units that can be used in each of the sectorials. So there'll be like a block of French units that'll be able to be used in TAC, that'll be able to be used in CHA, blah, blah, blah. Um, we don't know what units they're going to be yet because they have uh, yeah. sort of revealed, I guess, a new French sectorial. Mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't quite sure from what he said whether it would be, but but the looks of it, it might be across the entire um, like line of infinity, almost like, almost like mercenaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, but like, I guess themed mercenaries or something like that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, it also sounds like maybe they the reinforcements made their own combat group. Ah, uh, um, yeah, right. I have no idea. I think there's there's a fair bit of speculation. I think there was some leaks as well um, on the Spanish stuff forums, but um, I think Hector was mentioning it. But I, I don't know. Um, I look forward to it. Though. It should be it should be interesting. I think it might be a big change. I think they I think they're aiming to do a big change. Yeah, I I, I, I do wonder if like French are going to sort of be their first test sort of idea for this concept, and then maybe you'll see. Like other like 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 mini reinforcement factions that go no, across. No, I think they've got it all planned out. I think they they got it all planned. Oh yeah, no, no. I, I think I, as when I meant test is like it'll be that'll be the first, and they'll roll it out for a bunch yeah, of yeah, other things. Yeah. But they might like tweak the profiles and stuff that they put in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be interesting. It'll be a big shake up because um, I think yeah, I think they're planning to a bit a bit of a shake up to the game. Um, yeah, so it'll be cool. It'll be very cool. Uh, makes makes me wonder if um, Equip Mirage is going to be seen constantly because it's going to uh, be across everything. Yeah, maybe actually. What nice models are. Um, I still have to buy that uh, pack. Um, but yeah, anyway. I bought it ages ago. Yeah, Such a good model. I have both. I have the old one and the new one. Yeah, there you go. Support for choice. Um, but that's pretty much it as far as. Um, uh, yeah, as far as. Um, as uh, all that, uh, what's some of the news stuff? Well, there's also the uh, update to the rules. That's the other big one. Yeah, so with uh, the reinforcements, rule is going to become new models, new fluff, new rules. It's going to be sort of, I mean, it's going to be an update probably akin to when um, 
tactical awareness dropped. What, which one did that drop in? Yeah, it yeah, I understand. Uh, yeah, um, uh, maybe uprising or something. Third, no, I think it was third offensive. Third offensive anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It'll be something akin to that where they'll introduce a new rule, like a couple of new rules that will have a decent impact yeah. on the actual game. Yeah. Um, but what exactly it's going to be, shob drug, who knows. Um, what about the actual changes to the rules uh, with the Infinity N4 2.0 changes? Uh, yeah, so they did. They did drop the rule. So basically, they did, they, they did they drop the, the new whole, rules. Whole rule book was redone with a couple of, um, I guess, FAQs all summarized. Mm. So we had, we had a nice picture that was put up. Uh, I think in, on the global. Yeah, it's in the, it's um, in the notes. They well. had a couple of them. Yeah, it's in the notes. I think it's. I'm not sure if it's yeah. a summary, but it's got some. Um, but basically, uh, if we go through, I haven't looked at them too deeply, to be honest. Is there any of them that stand out to you? Uh, I'm a bit sad about the bioimmunity one. I used to feel, I used to think that the bioimmunity K1 interaction was kind of cute and really niche. Uh, I thought. Um, but it makes a little bit more. It, it it does make the rule clearer now. The idea being that you get to choose essentially. Essentially, you get to choose which ones your highest, but everything else still affects um, that stat. So if you get hit by AP or uh, or K one is the best example. K one sets your armor to zero. Previously, that meant you took your roll on your BTS and it didn't affect your BTS roll. Now what it is is everything still affects mm-hmm. you just get to use the number for your like for your bts yeah, on yeah, your, yeah. Uh, on the roll um on on the roll exactly Look, yeah i think i think it's a good change i think i always i never liked the way it worked it was silly um it looked, it's 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 it was, awesome it's it's awesome for clarity and like i said the the bioimmunity k1 interaction while cute was so niche that I only have I only ever I only ever did it once. Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Um and so losing that is, you know, I'm not gonna shed a tear over it. I'm just gonna mention it on a podcast. Um what about the dodge and reset? Uh so basically the hackers be able to dodge through when people walk through their repeaters. What do you think about that one? Um I think it's a big deal, personally. Is I it, think well is the, the is the black test text is that from the new rules or is that from the person compiling the notes? Uh, I think the person compiling the notes potentially, but that's basically what all it is. In the wrath and they can uh, uh, dodge. So it, it says in the it's in the um, reactive they can react whenever they're allowed to ARO. Yeah, so that that's yeah. So basically, they're allowed now to dodge in the repeater. Um, look, it, look, there, there will be some hackers that love this sort of thing. Uh, I'm thinking like, like defers and things that might want to get an extra move or something like that. But it's, it is a big deal. Um, in the fact that, um, like it is a big deal in the fact that it might come into handy. But I honestly don't think it's going to change too much as far as the way people play the game. Yeah. Um, Kevin probably made the best point. He said, I think, oh, it might, might not be Kevin, it might be someone else, but uh, Kill Hackers are going to use this the best because I don't see why you, why, uh, you ever pass up a spotlight over a dodge. 
um, unless like you, you really have to reposition. Yeah. But yeah, generally speaking, I think it's going to be killer hackers uh, dodging more than anyone yeah, else. Yeah, but it's it's like you're gonna yeah you're gonna get a dodge on your killer hacker because you can't kill a hacker something that's not exactly vulnerable to it. But at the same time, okay. I mean, yeah, th there's okay, only a few either. killer hackers that are going to really want to, you know, reposition to stick their head out or do something yeah, like that. Like, I, I mean, I was playing the the Santiago um, killer hacker. Sure, he's probably a good shot. He's good in melee. He might want to stick his head out. You know, the Azura, maybe. But yeah, other than that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, like it's, a, it's a big change, but it's a big change, but I reckon very little impact on the actual game. This one, yeah. I think, is going to... It has a bigger impact on the game. Um, jump is and climb they... can no longer uh, vault parapets. All mentions yes. of this have been removed. Gotcha. Um, do, 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 do. So that means... Oh, okay. It means so... now you still have to jump over a parapet. Okay, that's fine. Um, We'll see. I mean, th these have only freshly came out. We had a tournament, so neither Val nor I have had a chance to go like fully through it. Yeah, I haven't um, fully read. I haven't really thought about this. So, but you're jumping. You're still jumping the top of your silhouette, so you lose a little bit. Yeah. So, so you see, you you, we, you still gained a lot of. You gained an inch of distance. Now you're losing half an inch of distance because of getting over a parapet. So you're still net positive from the old jumping rules. So yeah. again, it's fine. Exactly um, right. So. Um, but you can still jump down over the parapet, jumping downward because it's small than your silhouette when you're jumping. Yeah. Um, sweet. Uh, parachuters and combat jumps now allow you to deploy in contact with the scenery on the table. You can still not claim cover in the same order, but at least you can deploy there, which is, I think that's a good rule. I think it's a good quality of life change. Yeah. Um, um, again, it's. I think it's one of those things where... Mo like even then, most of the time you're jumping into situations where you're fully hidden. Um, I can see there are some situations where, um, like let's say a tiger soldier, just because that's the most aggressive one I can think of, drops down in cover. You succeed at a dodge to look at him. He's like, I don't care. I wanted to fight you anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly um, right. Because then all of a sudden, at the start of that next order, when you activate again, you're out of cover until you move into cover. Which it, yeah, in so, the previous rules, but now it's yeah, it's just it's quality of life. Um, it makes sense. I think um, I think it's one of those things where it's gonna it's going to allow people to jump and jump. Hey, Kevin, in like a bit more evening. risky situations, but again, it's it's a change that I don't really see changing the way people play the game all that much. Yeah, fair enough. Um, is Kevin able to talk? because uh, he just jumped in. I'm wondering if he's staying quiet or. Oh, he. Be, who knows? Um, what is internet? Uh, he's like he's right on mute. That's fine. Maybe he'll, he'll say something yeah. when he's here. Uh, what about um, Mnemonica? Uh, is now trans uh, transfers any additional abilities and mods to the lieutenant skill, such as all plus one. Um, I. I mean, I haven't played CA for a while. I would have almost argued uh, before it would have done it would have done that uh, because yeah. it 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 moves the lieutenant skill over to the new model and it's because yeah. because it, it's lieutenant brackets plus yeah. one order yeah I think um, they just but now it's it now it's now it's clear there's no arguments exactly. about it cool you know I, you know it's Monica so you get to keep your plus one or lieutenant order awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, so, the only thing—the only thing that gets that is the avatar, and you're not going to be having NCO in that list anyway. So, exactly. Um, 
So we've got Mine Layer can no longer place mines when enemy troopers are inside the trigger zone. So this affects Speculate Killers. I know uh, Kevin's very sad by this. Um, and it also affects Morans, uh, which um, is, yeah, I guess they are some people upset. Well, because Morans have infiltration, don't they? They have infiltration and they have um, yeah. crazy koalas. It means you yeah. can't just um, counter deploy non um, non marker models with a t- uh, with a deployable like that. Uh, so locusts, wait, uh, well, Zerats this... were always vulnerable. Oh, this is okay. This will actually hit the Morans worse than the um, the mine layer because at the very least, a mine you can stick around a corner. Um, right. This one you can't put it within eight inches of someone. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of people with this particular rule sort of complain about how it's um, it is a a, a a nerf to the speculate killer. Um, I, I think can, the, yeah, I, I can think see it's that. A, yeah, I don't think it's a good experience. Um, I don't think it was a good um, uh, what's his name gameplay experience uh, because they literally can't do anything. Uh, they literally just deploy there. Yeah, and I mean. All it's going to do is it's going to save people like a couple of points, like one point or something, and half an SWC because they're just yeah. going to take the normal um, right. speculate killers now. If you don't want the mine, I mean, look, it's still it's still something that you could put around the corner, stops the link team from moving around. But I get it; it means you can't just stick it into you know a, you know there's a fusilier fire team. You just go bam. Yeah, and then you split, mine yeah, and exactly you got a mine, and then you're splitting their um. Is splitting their um, uh, you're forking their arrow right? Yeah. By deploying, it's nah, it was too strong. Um, targetless requires line of sight to the active model, and reactive ending arguments about throwing grenades from a zone. Oh right, so this is this would be the case is it like, and if we go back to the other rule is that you can't with a repeater throw a smoke grenade because of it. You have to be able to see the trooper to oh, yeah, want yeah, to yeah, throw no, a smoke grenade. Yeah, don't yeah. worry about it. I uh, mean, God, again. No- Again, I don't, I don't know who's having these arguments. I would have never done that because it's a BS yeah. attack, but whatever. Yeah, so basically, Guard now clearly states the burst mod for the multiple units in close combat applies. Right, so, yeah, I was already playing that, that way. So basically, yeah. if, you, if somebody's being fighting somebody and you guard into it, you get plus one burst. Is that what it says? Yeah, yeah so it, yep, the, idea, yeah. the idea is if you guard from... Out, like if you guard while something else is in combat, do you get the burst modifier? Because technically you're not in base to base. Now it clearly states no, that. Please. My que- my question here though is if you have two guard, no, that doesn't work. Don't worry about it. Don't Stupid care. question. Doesn't work. Um, perfect. All right. Well, that's the news. Um, hope you guys enjoyed. I'm sure everyone's seen it and read it and made their own opinions, but that was ours yeah. more or less. Um, so let's just dive into some recent games of hobby. Now, obviously, keeping in mind that most of the segment is going to be, uh, most of our segment is going to be talking about the tournament. So, yeah. uh, have you been doing anything else in terms of um, games, hobbies, or anything? Um, well, unfortunately, regular gaming uh, venue for Thursday nights was uh, closed over last week. Um, so I instead wanted to, cause I, I, I want to really, tr- I'm going to, I'm going to touch wood here. Uh, I really want to try and make an effort to paint up my Bakunin for BCB or as least as much as possible. Um, so what I've been doing is I've been actually experimenting with, um, 
the uh, it the color scheme that I had for it. So I've I've gotten one of the uh, the Moira from the old Pakunin starter and sort of roughly painted her up to sort of see whether I liked my idea. Um, I do. Right, it's this nice sort of uh, yeah, red coat, sort of a blue black armor. Well, it's black armor, just it's not full black. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And then like their nun hoods and stuff are. Yeah, um, you know, instead of describing, you could potentially put in one of our many Discord channels where people put up their will works in progress. Yeah, That's I will. A bit of a I will. Plug for our Discord. Uh, if anybody's yeah. not on it, welcome to Lost Lieutenant Discord. Um, everyone is welcome, and everyone is safe. Yeah, but yeah, no. So I I've been doing that because I, I want to get them done, and then so the, the theme is sort of like you know how nomads are sort of white, like white, black, and orange. Uh, sorry, white, black, and red. I'm just sort of going to add like an orange accent to a lot of things is pretty much the difference okay. because when I when I eventually get to my Tunguska, I want them to be practically black, gray, and orange. So I uh, want orange to sort of be that tying in color. And if you ever play um, a vanilla, you can they always tie each other tie in as well. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, that's, so... that's all I've been, I mean, other than obviously what we're about to talk about, it's all I've really got to manage to do lately. Okay, awesome. All right, well, I've been a bit busier than you. Um, so I have my league game with Ben. He's one of our new players in Melbourne. Uh, shout out to Ben. He was also part of the group of people who attended um, our hobby night. The yeah, so me and Ben played. He basically he ran Morats. I ran Tack. Um, I talked a big game because I to play Morats. Um, he beat me. Um, then I it was it was a good game. I basically with Tack I got pinned by his um Suryat HRL. I don't know about your experience with Tack, mm. but like MSV, rough. As soon as they have MSV, yeah, it's so and much. Tack for um sorry playing Morat as Tack is a is a very much a game of. I mean, what scenario were you playing? Uh we played Frostbite. That that, that's already game. rough um yeah is the main thing with tech and playing morats is kind of to just try and avoid the absolute crap out of them um uh, because you they, i don't think there is a single gunfighter uh, that is available that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with um without getting so, lucky yeah. obviously toe-to-toe -to -toe with the like just, just the the core the core five-man cores yeah. whatever the hell they've got standing up um yeah there is one being and being immune to AP means that even your um, Spetnaz sniper is going to have trouble punching through, or any of the snipers are going to have trouble punching through. Um, a Suryat's what armor four, armor five. Armor four. There's only one. Yeah. There's only one man for the job. His name was Vasily Plashenko. Because outside, thirty-two inches, he mm -hmm. is hitting that thing on thirteens, and that thing is hitting him back on tens. Oh, thirteen. No, it's not. It's hitting him back on 16s. Oh, if it's a five-man link. Outside 32, though. Oh, yeah, but why is... Oh, the, what's the range band on the oh, oh, Hotnik? Is it that long? No, I'm talking about the... Oh, you're talking Vasily, of course. Yeah, Sorry. I thought, <laughs> you you saying a attack character other than Pavel oh, got me confused. Uh, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's... Yeah, I suppose so. And it's T2, so uh, you only need to get one through. But it's still not a great fight. True. You're absolutely right. It's just it's just rough. Um, but, so yeah, that was a good, good uh, game with Ben. You're not... Uh, so yeah, that was a league game. And then I had a practice game with Josh at Axe and Nails. 
I will mention a couple things about the game, but before I mention the game, I want to spruik uh, Axe and Ales. Uh, those of you in Melbourne that can get there, please do. Um, it's an awesome venue. Uh, it's uh, memberships once one off. Uh, memberships like 60, 60 bucks, and you can book a table uh, on every Tuesday. Terrain there. Uh, there's terrain there. There's lots of people, lots of games. Um, and then if you want to join the Bowls Club, it's 35 bucks, and then you can get $7 pints. Where else can you get $7 pints in Melbourne? Like a pint of beer for 7 bucks to play and play your miniatures free, effectively. Um, it's awesome. Get on down. Um, Jacob, have you been to the Axe and actually? I was there for the Buy Swap sale. Ah, uh, yes, um, you were. Are they I, doing I've got Sorry. I've got to say, you you walk into, I mean, for I suppose more of our international list, listeners, you walk into Axes and Ale, and it's the most quintessential Australian bowls yeah, club you've ever so, seen. It's so it's about it's like on the inside, it's about half like gathering area, then half pub. Ah, uh, it's so good. It's um, so good. I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's a great place. Lots of games played. $7 pints. Get on down. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so me and Josh Goth had a... Oh, Josh. Uh, whatever. I had a game of Armoury. Uh, it was his JSA versus my tack. And yeah, Armoury's really cool. Uh, my Dog Warriors are pretty good in Armoury, but you have to get them pretty quick because if they um, expand, they can't get in. Um, <laughs> it's a good point if they get hurt they can't get out yeah they can't get in so um, I got my dog warrior in there pretty quick and he did really well um, but actually with dog warriors I'm still trying to determine what their role is in the faction so this is this is what I'm finding especially when you play players not that are a little bit more experienced with the game is and I, I, like, I found it also when I was playing um uh, Bakunin is if you've got um, if you've got um, the Uberfowl, you've got the Dog Warriors people tend to just put something that's good at shooting looking straight at them mm-hmm. so you have this unit that while you know it might be taking the attention of a more expensive unit it sort of just sits there and you feel kind of bad of even having brought it in the first place mm-hmm. um, but what's good for what Dog Warriors are good for is things is like getting is locking down uh units like the uh because i remember when i did the uh, omega and o12 and there's plenty of units like that you know get it into a cruiser a cruiser borat's face get it into mm. the taskmaster's face uh, right yeah. anything that's a good shooter but kind of garbage at malay um the idea of it is you get her into malay and you just, and even if you don't manage to kill it, you just sit there. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at as well. I think the role of the dog warriors is actually mm. very different to what you might, what I initially thought, and what people might initially think. I think it's a disruption unit. I think it's more a disruption unit because it's not great in CC. It doesn't hit all that hard when, it, uh, even when you do hit with CC, because AP, it's not double action. Um, it's got two it's templates. Still strength sixteen it's got, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. It hits hard for one wound, but it's not like smashing through things. Yeah. Um, uh, it's double templates. That's all it's kind of got, and it's got a grenade. Right, right. It's yeah. it's more of a support disruption piece, to be honest. More than anything for me, um, is it, what I'm finding. But I don't know. What about I'd you? almost, I'd almost think of it as, um, like this strange version of, um. 
not, not of immobilization. Right. It's designed to get into those pieces that yeah, are, like, can, are tough, yeah. right? They might have like uh, like mm -hmm. um, uh, ranged modifiers, like Hats, mimetism right. and that sort of thing. You, you get in there, you touch them, maybe you kill them, maybe you don't. And you sit there, and then you have your opponent waste half of their turn, their entire turn, whatever it happens to be, trying to kill the dog warrior. Um, and maybe your opponent kills the thing you're in a fight with. You then roll a smoke, hope that you survive, and then you go, go for it next turn. Yeah. No, it was cool. So in my game with Josh, so the dog warrior got in there and he basically held the room down for one uh, the first turn. And then Josh started getting his like ninja guys in there. And like they just like beat the dog up in close combat. Like, they win the fight. Uh, they'd only be doing one wound. So it was really order inefficient. He got Shinobu in there as well uh, with the dog warrior. Um, and the dog warrior didn't really care. Uh, what was cool is, is... Is the dog warrior immune to monofilament? Yeah, it's totally immune, dude. Yeah, okay. So the the cool interaction that happened um, was that the dog warrior was engaging somebody. I think it was maybe a Daikai or Domaru, whatever. And Varanin comes up now comes up and shoots T2 shotgun rounds into the combat. Because um, within eight, the Domaru can either see uh, arrow CC, anticipation of me using guard, or he can dodge. And then it's mm. uh what's the name? Uh, and then I'll just see. Yeah, it's it's one it's one of those good interactions where, the, because of the way the order sequence goes, Veronin like has all the cards. If you yeah, choose Veronin to CC, you just don't attack him in CC, and he gets nothing. You choose to, if he chooses yeah. to shoot, you go. Well, I'm going to go CC because it's better than shooting you face to face. But he can't shoot. He's in close combat with the dog warrior. I'm just, I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying in yeah, general. No, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, in general, that particular yeah. case, he has a choice of dodging if you were close enough, or he has a choice of um, CC. Uh, yeah, CCing. He chose CC every time because um, if he didn't, I would just CC and he'd be dead. So then I just shoot T2 shotgun shells into the combat on uh, 11s. So, mm. um, and then all of a sudden, if he hits the dog, the, my dog where it doesn't matter. It's not T2, it's just normal ammo. Uh, but if he hits his dome root, which it did, uh, it does uh, nasty damage. And yeah, yeah so it, I mean, T2 is always, um, yeah, T2 has always been awesome. Really nice. um, that's why if I ever get a chance to go and try out Cosmo Flot, I want to play around with the plus one burst. Um, Cosmo sold that with the T2 rifle. That, that, I mean, that's so it's plus if you're in a Harris, it's plus five burst T2, which is just yeah, that's insane. The what's his name? Uh, the other thing interaction was that, um, I didn't get the orders, but I think he would have Varun would have been really nasty against Shinobu because she'd have such a bad ch choice. He's within eight, she dodges, he'll uh CC, she CCs in anticipation, he'll put two templates with a shotgun. It's just gross. Uh, but I ran out of orders um, to do that, so Shinobu lived, um, and Josh ended up winning the game. It was really close. Josh literally ran, like, last turn, just Congo line, five-man link through the doors. I'm just shooting them as they come in, and they just outpointed me. It was really cool. Uh, it was a great game. Um, and the last thing that I've been up to is the hobby night that we hosted. So a great a big thanks to all the attendants. So we had Arex, Benji... Fest, Just Josh, Lewis, Moik, Nikki T, Paragon, and Nice Things. And I'm sure I've missed a couple as well. So thank you all for attending. Uh, I got some good hobby in. I got my dog warrior painted up. 
Um, uh, there was a lot of talk about techniques, uh, games, uh, previous miniature games that people used to play. Yeah, it was a good time to hang out. Where were you, Jacob? I had date night. You had date night. Oh, <laughs> I see. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, it takes priority. But yeah, I think we got to do that more often. I think we had a good time. We had like nine people hang out. It was interesting. Yeah. I, th yeah. I think it'll be a little bit um, until we do another hobby night. Uh, just because right now, I think everyone's going to be probably busy trying to get games in. Um, uh, yeah, maybe. Because we've, we... we've got a few things coming yeah. up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's true. Um, so, yeah, uh, we got a couple of announcements. So let's get through them. Um, I'll start off with... Uh, so, oh, no, we got some challenges coming up. So we'll jump into challenges, and then we'll jump into the upcoming events. Yeah, go for it. You can do the first one. Wait. So we're doing a June monthly. So that's a new challenge. It's uh, called Just the Tip. Uh, basically, we are looking for you guys to use limited insertion. Uh, so basically using a single order group uh, list and then writing to us how it went. So we're looking for you guys to use 10 models, maybe even less um, if you're crazy. Uh, but yeah, basically making a list with a single combat group, um, telling us how it goes, what do you use? Are you running double tags? Are you running a tag? Are you running pain trains? Um, what missions are you thinking this might work uh, well with? What missions might it not work well with? Um, and what units are you reaching for that you don't usually reach for? Uh, as always, send in your reports and analysis to us at lossoflieutenant at gmail.com. Uh, random winner will be chosen in the, uh, the end of the month uh, to win a blister of their choice from Toy Soldier Imports. There's that one. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, continuing uh, with uh, the challenges, we're still doing our quarter two hobby challenge, Mission Received. So this will be the last month uh, to get in your custom missions. Mm -hmm. So we've uh, we've all seen the old missions that we've been playing for a while now. A lot of them have uh, we've seen for a very long time. So we wanted you guys to flex your creative muscles um, and design us some new missions. Um, so please do send in your ideas uh, to lossoflieutenant at gmail.com. Try and when you um, submit something, stick to the format as close as possible that the ITS rules are in just for ease of sort of reading and that sort of stuff. Um, and Kev, Val and I will pick um, our favorite, three favorite missions for, I guess, an IRL... Uh, Event play test I'll, and a yeah. random uh, yeah I was about to say a random uh, entry will win a small box from uh, of their choice from Toll Soldiers Imports and that IRL test is going to take a bit of a special form isn't it Val? It is. It certainly is. Um, I will. Uh, I've basically been drafting together an idea, and the idea is that we're going to be running an event. We're going to have a three round tournament at House of War using these missions that are submitted by you guys. Um, further, even more exciting than that is your potential ability to leave a uh, mark on the Infinity Universe. So part of um, uh, this challenge has been have, uh, I think, reached out to Heloise, and Heloise has confirmed that he's going to help us judge these missions, and he's going to consider one of them to go into the next ITS document. And remember, the Australian Infinity community has a long and proud history of influence in the Infinity Universe. We're proud of our achievements, which have seen Mickey Ward's countermeasures become a long-running staple of the ITS document. 
So, listeners, I ask you, will you carry on the proud tradition of the Australian community and enter a mission, or will you simply house rule FAQs like the Polish? $20, House of War, 15th of July. Um, I'm pretty excited. Um, I've played two of the missions, I've uh, read two of the missions so far. So, yeah, I'll be, see what else, I'll be interested to see what else people uh, put in. Yeah, so that um, uh, tournament is going to be held on the 15th of July. Uh, most likely yeah, at House of War. Have you booked House of no, War? I, I, yeah, I've booked it. Sorry, I've already mentioned yeah. that, yeah. So, uh, okay, yeah, my bad then. Um, so do you want to take the next one? Yep. So uh, the next event, uh, not uh, next event is a narrative event. So Outbreak TD, TTD narrative event, right, which will be held uh, on Saturday the 8th of July at Throw the Dice in Geelong. It's a 300-point, three-round tournament with the missions being Panic Room, Cryogenics, and Capture and Protect. It's going to be sort of a zombie apocalypse-style event um, uh, with, you know, a little bit of, like, not a lot of info going into it. Um, you know, keep the surprise. It is a narrative event after all. But one of the interesting things uh, that uh, will uh, be run during this event is all information, or at least the lists, are going to be open. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how it changes just how you yeah. play a game, how you even put your list together. I mean, are, we, are you going to see a lot less camo um, and things like that in, in this tournament because people are going to go, well, I can't hide oh, it, so right. what's the point? Yeah. Um, but, uh, there'll be yeah. special prizes. Yeah, there'll be special prizes for the best survivor as well as uh, the best HVT. Uh, tickets are twenty dollars and are available from Throw the Dice uh, right now. Throw the yeah. Dice website right now. That's right. That's right. Beautiful. Uh, the next one is Burn City Brawl. I think everyone's heard about this one uh, at this stage. Uh, when fifth and sixth of August, uh, Flemington and Kensington Bowls Club cost is seventy dollars if purchased before May. Oh, so never mind. So it's seventy five dollars is uh, the cost, and if you're an MWI. Uh, member, you get uh, five dollars off. Uh, the missions are cryogenics, capture, protect, frontline supplies, and decapitation. Um, that's a big one. Have you bought your ticket yet, Val? I have not, but I will. Oh, have I you? Actually, uh, yes, I have. Ah, you beat me. There you go. Nice. I have. Yeah, I I've been responsible. Actually, oh, nice. dedicated. You know, committed. I'm dedicated to it. Committed to it. That's what I've done. I'm committed to it. And uh, continuing on some of the missions that we, uh, some of the tournaments we've mentioned uh, before, uh, but we want to keep promoting all the Australian uh, competitions that are going on uh, around this great red land of ours. I think I got it right. Uh, is uh, Stakeout 5 Bovine Tech Vore. So this is a tournament being held on September the 2nd to the 3rd in the beef capital of Australia, Rockhampton, Queensland. It's a uh, three-round, 300-point uh, tournament with Capture Protect, Highly Classified, Biotech Vol, Frostbite, and Decapitation as the missions. It's capped at 30 players um, and is being held at a licensed venue, uh, Millennium Commons. Comments. That's awesome. Um, oh, there, like there will be an Infinity Bingo as well oh. as a social dinner afterwards. You can... Uh, we'll uh, put up... When we put up this episode, there'll be a link to where you can actually find this tournament. I've got to make a uh, infinite trivia. It's been yeah, it's been on my mind for ages. I've got to do an infinite trivia. I think that'd be fun. Um, and yeah, then, then 
Uh, I'll do the next one. The bingo sounds really fun as well, uh, but I'd like to do Infinity Trivia as well. Um, and the last one, this is one from overseas. It's for our overseas listeners, uh, especially those in in and around Sweden. Sweden. So uh, the NATO nations, I guess. Or actually, well, not yet. Um, but uh, but basically, uh, this is actually a two, three-round, 300-point, one-day events. So basically, it's a weekend, uh, and there's two 300-point event uh, tournaments back-to-back. Basically, uh, Saturday is the hot day, and it's pretty straightforward with Frontline Armory and a custom mission called Imprint. And Sunday, the 20th, everything has gone badly, and it is the cold day, and we are playing Cryogenics, Frostbite, and Panic Room. Our prizes are $200 sec or $300 uh, for each day, or $300 sec for both days. More information can be uh, found on infinity underscore SWE. Uh, Facebook group or on the Hellcon site. Uh, so that is the 19th and 20th of August in Helsingborg, south of south of Sweden or South Sweden. Yeah, Sweden South. I don't know. Um, that's awesome. That's uh, yeah. That sounds. Uh, we've never had anything like that in Australia, have we? Uh, like a two day uh, an event. I mean, that's a, th- that that's a tournament and a half. A two like we yeah two day tournaments day, can generally do five. Yeah, yeah uh, rounds. They're going for six. So the Swedes are putting us to shame with their endurance. But they're two separate events. That's, that's the thing. They're two separate tournaments. So a tournament day one ends. It's just three. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to play both, but you could okay, play so both. I suppose, I suppose the only person I really have to feel sorry for is the TO. It's gonna be, yeah, yeah, of course. He's going to be dead by the end of that. Yeah, the TO, yeah. Uh, but. It's kind of cool. I guess that's not a bad idea. That way you get two winners and you kind of uh, give people the ability to kind of play uh, in a tournament. I wonder yeah. if they'll do an overall I... winner for, for those who attend both. Um, yeah, that's, that's it could be like a like a, a, a prize for yeah um, people who attend both. I wonder, I do, I mean, this this to me, I, mean, I don't know a huge amount about the... Um, uh, about the like the Swedish infinity community, but oh, yeah. having the, that that two taunt like two taunt two three round tournaments yeah. on both days, it must be pretty damn strong because that's they've got yeah. a cap of um, twenty people per day, so that's you know a potential yeah. of forty different people. That's a big tournament. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's really cool. Yeah, so hopefully they got a good uh, what's that? Yeah, strong, strong community. Uh, it's, yeah, don't really hear much out of Sweden. Um, well, obviously. Yeah, neither of us speak Swedish. So if they have podcasts, um, I feel, I feel like here in Australia, we almost think of Europe as just this big blob. Which you should, yeah. but we probably, I, I kind of do. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's for the announcements. That's the news. That's our recent games. Uh, we'll take a bit of a break and then we'll jump into the main segment, which is recapping our, um, I guess, our attendance to ID not recognized. Uh, Tristan's yeah, but interview, and I suppose interviewing the fucking winner. Done right. You're going to interview me, baby. You're going to treat me very special. Um, all right, let's uh, <laughs> let's take a quick pause and then jump back on. And welcome back to uh, this main segment, I guess. Uh... So we're going to cover 
uh, our experience in the recent uh, a recent tournament we both uh, attended, which was uh, Operation ID Not Recognized. So that was uh, run by a, a Melbourne local player at House of War named Tristan. Um, he did a really good job of uh, running it, and for his first tournament, went all out on the prize pool. Oh boy, did he go all out! Um, so great. much, so much so that he had he had some left over. Left over, yeah, um, so yeah, it was a really good tournament. It was one day, three hundred points. Nothing else special about that. Three rounds with yeah. frostbite, looting, and sabotage, and frontline. Yeah. Um, um, so, what did you think? I suppose of the mission lineup because it's it's quite a sort of weird collection um, of uh, missions compared to I guess what you usually see. How um, you, I don't think uh, I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't seen Luton Sabotage in a mission lineup for ages. Frostbite, yeah. haven't seen that very often either. Frontline's frontline. But, um, I think, yeah, I think it was good. Uh, it was interesting. Definitely, definitely different. Um, how did you build your list? How did you split your lists, rather? Uh, I'm, play I'm playing Bakunin, and I wish I had a little bit more time to experiment with the heavy infantry side mm -hmm. of the, um of like the reverend and the observant stuff so i just did a flat boring normal um riot girl list for frostbite so it's three riot girls avicina fiddler which makes a pure link yeah. uh, then a taskmaster two morlocks and he makes the morlocks regular then the other group was just i think it's just a chimera uh, well, yeah, it was a yeah, Chimera, three moderators, and the Reverend Custodia, who was there to give, um, if I needed it, um, white noise. Very nice, cool, 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 cool. Uh, okay, so you used that one for Frostbite, and you do you use the same list for looting and sabotage, or different? no, I, 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 I used my other list, which performed, I reckon, much better. Um, so on my other list, focused a little bit more on um, yeah. on the reverends, on the, on the observ observance uh, units. So the new stuff, the more the new stuff. Yeah, the, most yeah. of the new stuff. Well, um, and chef's we'll kiss. Oh, I was going to say, um, we'll talk about our list in a moment. But um, yeah, were you looking forward to any of these missions particularly, or were you kind of looting, looting and sabotage? I was actually looking forward to mainly because I hadn't seen it for a while, um, and I like I like looting and sabotage. I think it's yeah. a good mix of. Yeah, you still got a classified. You got to touch um, buttons. Um, All the points you gotta, are in. Right, you got to blow things up. I, I, yeah, I like I like looting and sabotage. Um, frostbite. I was almost not looking forward to more for the fact of like you sort of know what you're going into. You know, you're going to deal with a lot of heavy infantry. I'm actually more interested to see how you dealt with it as tank. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I wasn't cause... looking forward. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I wasn't looking forward to frostbite. Um, and my opinions changed. Uh, and looting sabotage, I never even thought of like I've probably played that mission twice, and I've been playing Infinity for fucking ten years. So that mission, I don't know, never trathed me. Like it was never like an interesting mission. But uh, I've changed my mind on looting sabotage. I think it's actually a really good mission to play Infinity. Right? I don't think it's a like a really good mission from a mission design perspective, in the sense like it's really clever and it's got a lot of moving parts. I just think it's a cool mission to play Infinity with. It's basically Annihilation with a purpose. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 it's also one of the what, the few missions um, that have ever existed, or, I, I mean, I think that exist in this season that 
kind of encourage the use of tags. Um, yeah, well, um, uh, yeah. I, I didn't, if, I, if, I, if you've never if you've never read it, there's a special rule in Lending and Sabotage called Armored Fury, where all the tag CC weapons count as anti material, regardless of what uh, weapon they've got. Which does mean that I think I'm going to take a look at it quickly, but I think that does mean that the um, uh, the stigmatron or the the stigma the stigma yeah, of the yeah, observance yeah. is actually pretty powerful because there's an ECM close combat weapon. All it means is that the tag's going to get paralyzed and stuck to the console because that console is undefeated. Um, <laughs> nah, nah, I don't know about that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you about my destruction of it later. Yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. Okay. So actually, let's. Okay. So that's the missions. Um, I split my lists for. I uh, made one list for frostbite and looting, and then another one for frontline. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, pretty good fun. Um, do you want to go through our lists? I'll, we'll do it in the context of when they come up. Okay, sure. I, I'm happy to do that. Um, all right. So just, uh, just some general thoughts. Uh, so first of all, I want to say a big thanks to Tristan. Like you said, um, did an awesome event. Uh, did an awesome job. Great prizes. Um, what do you think of House of War as a venue for tournaments? Uh, House of, I think, I mean, House of War has always been my local, mm-hmm. um, so it, yeah. it's hard for me to really say anything uh, bad about it. But at the very least, tons of tables, tons of space. So you're not really having that issue where, like, if you have to go to a general games or something like that, where they generally have a little bit smaller space where you're kind of rubbing butts with the person behind you. House of War doesn't really have that issue. We did have, um, I suppose a problem uh, this weekend where we had a lot of bodies and even like a lot of bodies, even for the space. Um, mm. So, so it's the middle of winter here in Melbourne. Should have been pretty cold up there, but it was hot as hell. It was cooking. Uh, yeah. it was like um, a greenhouse effect because, like, as that sun comes down, it comes in through that glass, like that big window yeah. that runs across, and then those I... that. Like two air cons is just not enough to do anything. Yeah, there. I mean, and th- yeah, and then, um, but as I mean, venues. When you think about it for a venue, um, for House of All, it's got all the stuff there. So if you're tempted to buy something, you know, board games, Warhammer, uh, Infinity, recently Larping Gear. If you're into that, yeah, there's a lot um, of Larping Gear. Jesus, uh, it, almost any system that you can think of, they've got a little bit and piece there, even like war machines and hordes. Um, but another thing, and I think this is also uh, uh, pretty crucial to call a venue good, is it is surrounded. It's by just tons of cafes. There's quite Ooh. a few restaurants. There's the okay. coach that's really near it, and there's Eastland that has a big restaurant uh, place near it. But also, if you're not feeling any of that, it's just over the road from Coles. Or if you're really having a bad time, you can go to the little liquor land there. That's right. Absolutely. Um, I don't think anybody needed to. Oh. Maybe one or two people. <laughs> well, maybe maybe yeah. Hugh after his first round where yeah, the, yeah. the wheel the, the, the wheels just fell off on his plan. Apparently got destroyed by Sin Eater. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, just bad luck. Yeah, no, the venue. Yeah, look, the venues are great in terms of like space and stuff, but um, yeah, it just got a bit hot and um, yeah, it got a bit hot, but it wasn't. It's the middle of winter. We should. Enjoy okay, it I, I've I, I've I've been there with those many people before. But just people playing Infinity, I think the reason it was so damned hot um, 
today is we also had Warhammer players, like a lot of Warhammer yeah, players. Was, I don't know if it was a tournament or something. So it was just a lot of bodies in technically a really small space. Um, yeah, so no, it was good. Um, and we had 18 players, which is when we had like two or three drops as well. Mm. So that's incredible numbers. So that's, yeah, that's really, really good. Um, really good numbers. So yeah, it was awesome seeing heaps of faces. Uh, there's a couple of returning faces as well. I don't know if you recognize any uh, people you haven't seen for a while, but yeah, it was awesome to yeah. see some people. Yeah, we had, you know. Yeah, a whole bunch of players, uh, some that had had to take a break uh, for a little bit for one reason or another, um, you know, your regulars, and then you had, uh, I think we're running out of new people at this point. Yeah. Uh, I think some of them are being played too, a bit too long to be called new people, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Lewis is still new. No, I'm, um, he's, he's been like playing three, four months, but there's, there's a couple of people who, yeah, still kind of new. Um, one thing, you know what I actually, I had a thought the other day, um, it was it's on a, a Sunday, on a Sunday, why do we keep having our infinite tournaments on Sundays? Why, why not Saturdays? There's one thing, like you said, it's like, Castlewood is such a good venue, uh, like location. We could just go down the road to Ringwood or Eastland and go to a pub and have a, di- a dinner as a group. It's honestly, it's probably because people have things on like the saturday is a popular day it's probably just an organizational thing yeah probably um well i'll be aiming for um saturday with the custom mission event so and hopefully we'll do some something afterwards so Um, uh uh learn uh illuminate me on how the hell you managed to do anything in frostbite uh with tack uh, did you want to look at the standings? Do you want to go through the standings first? Oh, we'll we'll, we'll look we'll look at them at the end when you get to announce that you uh, that you freaking won. Uh, that was the first thing that uh, came uh, started the podcast, <laughs> so that's fine. So look, uh, basically, um, all right, let's dive in. So yeah, like like you guys have heard now, uh, Frostbite is the first mission. Uh, it's not an easy mission for tack. You kind of really have to build for it. Um, and and it's, it's it's one particular thing that makes it difficult for tack, which is uh, the rule called killer cold, which is essentially if you're not in two sections that you haven't activated the heater in two sections, um, or you're in the middle which has no heater, mm-hmm. um, anything that's um, not heavy infantry or a tag or a rem dies. It's just it's taken off the field. Yeah, so that so basically that forces you because the middle is where three points are in the game, so a lot of points, um, and that basically forces you to make sure your list has something that can go into that cold. You obviously yeah. have the data breacher or data ma- master breacher or whatever yeah. who gets to go in there, but nothing in tack that starts outside of a camo marker worth enough points to win that middle point by itself, right? So. Most of our mid-range 30-point models are mm. start under a camo marker, so you don't want to make them the master breacher because you have to drop the camo. And uh, anything harder than that is already a heavy infantry, so there's no point. Um, so that's the difficult, difficult part for TAC. Um, so you're really just playing for having more heaters activated, and you're playing for classifieds. And if you want to annihilate them, you can. Um, that's not that. That's not. Uh, and then win the zone yeah. with like hardly anything, but that's not the way I approach it. So... Uh, what did you make the Master Breacher? I made the Master Breacher my Dynamo, Fort Observer. 
Right. Okay. Because when we do, we take take a look at your list, you've got two oh, uh, Kuvir, uh, the turtle react, the turtle reaction, Uragan uh, missile uh, multi rocket launchers. You have two of those. Tankunda portable auto cannon, Pablo McManus, two Eramindinos, a Antipode uh, handler squad. The dynamo, the dynamo that you mentioned that, that was your uh, master breacher, who great profile by the way, nineteen points, half SWC rifle, flash pulse, and a assault pistol. Good. Yeah. Um, um, then then you two? the dog warrior, beast hunter, dozer, and I'm guessing a f- oh no, a it's a f- five man core of a dozer, Kazakh doctor, lion Kazakh, flying Kazakh lieutenant, and your uh, vet Kazakh APHMG. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, yeah, so group two was basically, yeah, so I had Beast Hunter, Dog Warrior, and then the five-man link. Um, so the idea with this list was, uh, so the idea with this list was basically um, have a Vet Kazakh so I can contest in the middle if I have to, right? It's five-man link, gunfighters. Um, I've got a lot of redundancy. So the two, the two robots um, can go into the middle as well, two REMs if they survive. Uh, but they're also aero and they also have mine layer so you can get play show games with the tank hunter and wait they um, have mine layer or they oh okay mine layer. awesome mine layer on them yeah and they you can play show games with the tank hunters um because they're gonna know something's real in your deployment zone um but if you deploy them tank hunter within eight of them they don't know which one um they have to work it out at least and the beast hunter you can either, uh, hit the beast, beast hunter in the deployment zone as well so um so yeah so my approach was basically push more buttons and uh push more buttons kill more shit and um yeah that's pretty much it pretty much mm. it because i was sort of talking uh before about the fact that fr- when you have to like kill army points that sort of thing sort of depending on the mission is whether it's like a mission to kill or a mission to survive. And I found for most the frostbite is a mission about is a mission about surviving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I played really defensively. Um yeah. I didn't even go past um, that way. Yeah. I uh, well I was almost gonna say that um the attack is probably the one where because you've got so little heavy infantry mm-hmm. um that it's almost you almost have to go on that sort of while I should be trying to survive, I kind of need to kill at this point. Yeah. So some of the interesting inclusions that might people might have noted is uh, tank hunter portable auto cannon. That's not a common profile. The mm. total reaction robots. Um, they're 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 um they're not a common profile. So the tank hunter portable auto cannon. The, the thinking behind that was, hey, this mission's perfect for tags. That's what people are going to bring. This is the tag killer. So I may as well try. Did, did it you out. see a tag? Yeah, not face to Jodem. Um, oh, that's th- that that you if we, seeing that Yodam and knowing that you've got the uh-huh. tank hunter, you would have been like, yes, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Perfect um, counter for him. That right. and Pavel. Oh, yeah. what? I, I, I gotta ask before you go forward. Did you kill the Yodam? Okay. Ah, damn. Uh, yeah, right, anyway, did you wound him? Um, didn't even fight him. He never. He didn't even. Sh- uh, no, I didn't even fight him. Yeah. Uh, he shot me. He killed a couple of antipodes. That's it. So, the yeah. So anyway, so 
The the other thing the the robots do is they protect your um your AC heaters with mines. Uh, potentially depends how, what kind of shell games you play, and they have total reaction, so they're good defense. Um, and they can be brought back up by the dozer or your two Medinos. So yeah, so that worked out pretty well. So my game one, I guess I'll dive in. Yeah, go um, for it. to my game one. So yeah, basically game one was against Ben. Uh, he was running Sval, and that was really annoying because he obviously had MSV. Link team. He had um, uh, Kahu in a in a Harris. That's all he needed, really. A total reaction bot and a Jotam. Effectively, he went first, and that means I had the last turn. Um, I won the roll, chose deployment. He went first. His first turn, he sent um, basically tried to do some damage and uh, ran to my deployment zone with uh, I think Lee and Kai, and he might have pushed one button. Um, and basically, Link I died, didn't really do much, or he killed one of my bo- my robots, and yeah, he just kind of just repositioned. Uh, my my first turn, uh, I basically, yeah, I did did some damage, pushed the button as well, and then turned on one of my consoles, so one console each. Uh, and I was thinking, I really wanted to push two consoles, but um, he's uh, he's uh, basically MSV guy. I meant I can't use my smoke to get to the consoles cheekily, yeah. and I'm like. All right, well, I'll push one next turn. And then all of a sudden, he runs his Jotam, turn two, onto the heater, gets his pilot out, pushes it, and runs his Jotam back in. His Jotam wasn't leaving his deployment zone because I had antipodes and I had Pavel, and he kind of knew that. He couldn't kind of read, see that. So the antipodes and that Jotam were doing this like merry dance where the antipodes were denying him like swaths of the mid, middle table because they were, they were just hiding behind a big building and ready to jump him. And Ben didn't really have anything to kind of go deal with them uh, because all his points were tied up in the link and um, the Jotam. So it was like a, it was like a kind of like a area denial dance sort of thing going okay. on. So, so 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 was he a bit stuck with like sort of you've got that threat on the Yodam and he doesn't yeah, really want to leave it out. So he's right. kind of prodding you, but obviously not doing a huge amount. And then I'm assuming with the uh, five-man sort of link, he's just, it's just sort of clunky, a bit difficult to get it out to any other more appreciable uh, position. He had a Harris. He had a Harris. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And he didn't want to get... He didn't... He attacked with a couple of single pieces. Yeah. Which are uh, like a Beast Hunter, a Lian Kai, a Pathfinder, and a Peacemaker. He used those to kind of attack me in waves. Mm-hmm. Um but he never wanted to overexpose the Jotam because if he went for an attack run, he'd he didn't he needed to pull him back to safety because Pavel was yeah, always. You got you got dog warriors and antipodes and Pavel and just a million things that that yeah. all be bad for him. Yeah, that's right. And I had the water cannon just ready to go. I'm like, just leave him out. Just leave him out for like one one round of arrow, please, <laughs> brother. Uh, but it didn't happen. So he kept pulling him back and he kept attacking me with these single unit piece units and I, my defense just stood up. Well enough between the TR bots, the mines, the um, my my own base hunter, uh, my five man link um, tank uh, vet Kazakh, um, I survived his waves of attack. Uh, but he did push two consoles, so all of a sudden my plan was out the window. So um, he had two of his heaters on, I had one. Mm. Um, so my turn two, I'm like, uh oh, so I got to get into position to be a bit more aggressive. So I did. Um, I did my two classifieds and pushed up on kind of the right flank or whatever. He's turn three. He basically did as much damage as he could to me, killing my antipodes, um, making it safe enough for his Jotam to come into the middle and go on suppression fire pretty well hidden. Okay. And my last turn, I'm like, well, he's won the middle. I can't kill that Jotam and push him off. Um, 
The only thing I can really do is kill his heater that he's got on. So that way we have the same amount of heaters. And I've done two classifieds. He's done none. And that's what I did. So I pushed up the middle, spec fired a grenade. I pushed up the middle behind a building, spec fired a grenade onto his heater, smoke grenade. Mm -hmm. And then Pavel basically, and then I smoked up uh, an avenue for Pavel to get through smoke and um using his camera to get to the uh ac heater and destroy he's good, good decharges doesn't he that's right he got to yeah. the heater destroyed it um and then my bike came up there as well because he was a master reacher and i yeah. uh, gave him uh, did two burst decharge so so, so you ended so you ended up having same heaters i'm assuming more army points left alive army points yep right because uh, um, all his guys died in the cold except the jordan really so okay so you had the two bots, your vet Kazakh. No, but my heater was on. My backline heater was on. Oh, oh okay. Right, so you managed to get the heater. Though. That you managed to get the heater that he had a lot of his dudes in. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I won the attrition war. Like just generally, I did more damage to him. And the mm. one heater that he had left on didn't have many models. Uh they had they pushed onto the forward one, so right. they all died. Yeah. And it was just the Jodum in the middle. So it was two for having the same amount two for having my two classifieds and then uh two more for, for um having points. more more army points so six five yeah. very close yeah very close game um uh, almost the i don't know not the opposite so um anyway i playing bakunin and i knew going like looking at the list i like when you take a look at bakunin it has there's can one army. You... Sorry? Sorry. Can I pause you for one moment? Yeah, can you talk about your decision to go Bakunin over TAC? Because you've been playing TAC recently. So why do you <laughs> why do your breath uh, abandon your comrade? Uh look, I in all honesty, uh Frostbite and Bakunin's the new shit. Ah, I see. Okay, gotcha. Right. Between Frostbite I, and New Shiny. I, I honestly I still love I still love them. And if if it wasn't for they were new and I'm just trying to sort of I, I play the current flavor. I would probably um, take them to BCB because yeah. uh, BCB it doesn't have a whole lot of hacking things, and it doesn't have frostbite. That said, your list for frostbite. I mean, you know, if if everything else died, at the very least, you'd still have what twenty twenty twenty. You still have a hundred points left, which is not half yeah. bad. It's not how bad, but also you're playing for the heaters. You have to make sure you, that you turn on yeah, your heaters. Yeah, so my plan was quite different to that mm. because I'm playing a faction, obviously, that has access to some quite good well, um, heavy infantry. Um, so my plan was more to go secure the middle, kill things. I still wanted to turn the heaters on, um, but having played Bakunin, I know that there's one faction that is like, Pretty close to a hard fucking counter for Bakunin, and that's Ooh. Morats. Ah, okay. Because Morats okay. have good access to MSV, and they put those MSVs in. Um, uh, they, they put those MSV units in. Um, I'll think of it in a second. In uh, five man links, which means they get six cents, which oh, means yeah, there's yeah. no shooting at them through white noise. And they can see through smoke. Mm -hmm. um, so the only thing you get is the advantage of moving through white noise. Yes. You don't actually get to use it. And of course, eclipse grenades are just like 
if you want to shoot through them, they're bad for everybody. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Um, so my first round was against Morris. I was like, son of a bitch. All right, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. It was against nightmare. Luke, wasn't it? Yes, it was against Luke. I was like, yeah. this is going to be a fucking nightmare. Um, so uh, he went for... Uh, I, I won, took the you know, deployment and took second turn, all that sort of thing. Um, he went first. I deployed very defensively. In hindsight, maybe a little bit too defensively. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had uh, the plus one burst Yalgat, and I just knew that if that yeah. Yalgat got eyes on anybody, it would annihilate them. Right? Even like even my missile launcher, unless I got really lucky, burst four double action uh, against like armor three, nah. 100%. Just not, not going to happen. Right? She's just not going to survive. So... Uh, positioned defensively, he rightfully took his first turn, pressed a bunch of buttons. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the he um, ran a Datarazi that was in his second group all the way across and berserked into my Uberfowl commando. Uh, both ended up uh, dying, the Uberfowl commando going unconscious. Um, Conscious, not dead. Yeah, uh, well, she's total immune, so whatever thing... That he, the uh, uh, Dadarazi has it doesn't make a difference, but he only did one wound anyway. Yeah, okay, uh, right, right, right. Don't, don't they don't they normally have AP weapons? No, they have double action damage. Seven yeah, well, they're totally immune, so I only it's took totally one. Bad. So yeah, took the wound, went unconscious. Uh, she she got up later in the game. It didn't really affect much, in all honesty. Um, so made a very concerted effort to kill her, didn't he? Yeah, well, it was pretty much the only thing he could do with the orders in it. And it was, a, it was if I, I didn't, if I had known at the time that he had berserk, I probably would have tried to drop a smoke to stop the berserk. Um, but whatever. Um, anyway, he probably had enough orders to get there anyway. Um, so. He had his turn. He pressed two buttons, which is smart because it means I've only got one button that I can press. Um, story out to shoot at something. I can't quite remember what it. Oh, to shoot at my Spitfire. Um, to shoot at my Spitfire. Uh, Riot Girl. I, I think it was just an exchange of shots. I think I won the roll because yep. it was sixteen versus thirteens. Um, I think, but he took the armor save, so he was fine. That doesn't matter, right? Um, sorry? Oh, so those little details don't, don't matter, um, like whether he got the armor save. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just, just, just saying. Uh, then he pulled back. My turn. Right, girls tried to bust out. So I was just going for trying to, um, sec- at the very least, kill his things and secure the center, because I knew most of my stuff wouldn't die um, at the end, because yeah. I had the Taskmaster, yeah. uh, at least three Riot Girls. I was hoping yeah. to get my classifieds done, but annoyingly I got um, follow up and uh, HVT retro engineering. So I, ha- yeah. I had to I had to get Fiddler like through a bunch of stuff. And again, yeah. the position that he had both the heavy rocket launcher Suryat and the Yalgat sniper in mm-hmm. were just like oppressive. Like Not- covered the entirety of his site. So there was like a I guess like a street played um, on that map. Yeah, down each side. Yeah, um, 
and here's that Surya, and they just covered that entire thing. There was no way of getting getting through, um, and I, I just didn't have the white noise coverage to get it done. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, so fighting ensued. I managed to uh, knock out his Suryat, which he killed with a paramedic later on. Oh, poor yeah. bastard. Yeah, he, he, parama- he paramedicked it with two shots, missed one, and then rolled a 20 on the fizz check. Oh, you fucking um, cunt of a thing. So oh. look, most of the game, honestly, most of the game boiled down to... Um, a fight between my riot girls and his like Rindak squad. I had a Rindak, um, yeah. and it was like the most medicking I think I've pro- uh, doctoring I've ever seen in a game. Where I think he got his Rindak up twice. I think I got my riot girl Spitfire up twice and the shotgun up once. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So really. Uh, yeah. So there was a lot fight. of there was a lot of medic going on. That's, um, That's really cool. Both you stay in the fight, <laughs> uh, but I, I was able to just sort of whittle him down um, throughout the throughout the game. He was just losing more and more orders, um, and so by the time um, it got for him to try and take the middle, I think the only thing he really managed to get into the middle was his Rindak and um, and uh, his H- uh, his HRL Suryat. Mm. I managed to put the Rindak back down. I think we just considered uh, shotgun fire. I then managed to um, put the. I then managed to resurrect my shotgun. Uh, uh, my shotgun riot girl managed to resurrect my uh, Spitfire riot girl, and luckily the Spitfire riot girl pushed up, fired at his Dartok that he had standing up, and then retreated back into the safety of. Um, uh, of uh, the middle zone. Now, luckily, it, I mean, it wouldn't have mattered, but luckily the Dietok is only dogged. Mm. Um, yeah. Not no winding cap. Not no winding cap, because that's all I managed to get on him. Um, and so at the very end of it all, I managed to hold the center because I had my entire, uh, I pretty much had everything that I had left um, in the middle. So that was. Uh, I think it was Fiddler and three Riot Girls. So the missile, luckily, the missile launcher, the Spitfire, and the shotgun. And both the missile launcher and the Spitfire being really rel- relatively expensive. Unfortunately, my Taskmaster had to go down. It popped out to fire three rockets at Kornak that Luke had to try and leave out to suppress Avicina from getting things up. Uh, yes. um, but that put him in front of the Yargat, which I was hoping he'd be able to survive. But of course, Yagat hit me with one DA shot and I failed both the damn arm saves. Ooh, that's brutal. That's brutal. Sounds like a bloody fight. Sounds like a good fight. It, it was like it was like it was it was that thing of there was a lot of resurrecting and a lot of killing. Um mm. so it ended up being he had more heaters than me. He did I think he did both of his classifieds, but I had the middle and I had more points. Um more points, which meant that it was a five-four oh. victory to me. Yeah, geez, that's awesome. Uh, was it a pretty typical Morat list, you'd say? Yeah, it was a typical. You know, you had, um, like you had the Bad. two Harrises. One was with the Osnat and the Gakis. Um, you had the 
five-man link with a, a Yalgat and a uh, Suryat HRL. You had the Suryat HMG with, with Takaware, I think, somewhere um, in the list. And then, you know, a Datarazi and a uh, Ikadron somewhere in that list. So, yeah, it's what you would expect, but it was exactly what I thought, which was um, that... I, I would have preferred probably actually if I had experimented a little bit more to take my other list because yeah. I would have been able to drop white noise with more ease. Yeah, and that would have meant that I could have touched the I could have touched the buttons easier. Um, but live and learn. I, yeah, li live and learn. Uh, it, it was as much trouble as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, right, right. Nice. Um, yeah, my are tricky at the moment. They're just they're so strong. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, round two. Uh, so you got to win. I've got to win. So I went on to play Josh. Uh, Josh, uh, who I played earlier uh, in the week uh, with his JSA. He was running a very tough JSA list of 10 models. It was limited insertion JSA. He's doing part of the challenge. And uh, we played Looting Sabotage. And I lost the role. He elected for to deploy and let me go first. He basically had... Uh, Nico Ayama, whatever, that Mru character. Daddy oh, yeah, Khan. yeah, the, the engineer, yep. Yeah, uh, no, no, oh, not the engineer. The, oh, no, the, ne the, Nico, the, the, the Domaru, yeah. Domaru character. Uh, Domaru, yeah. a Tanko, a Daikai, maybe another Tanko missile launcher in the five-man. Yeah, so then, your, st your standard N3 core. Yeah, exactly right, yeah, exactly. Um, and then he had uh, a duo Shikami. Duo. Oh, as in like two Shikamis. Two Shikamis and duo. Man after my own heart. Yes. Yeah, Please mate, tell yeah. me they did work. Um, I'm assuming uh, not because you won. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, but, and he had a Warcore and yeah. he had a little a bot, like an Evo bot for, um, I guess, probably um, Fairy Dust in, in fairy the case. Dust, yeah. And he had a Karakuri, which wasn't a Karakuri, turned out. He actually used his. Um, uh, Bashi. Bashi, yeah, he fucking got me with that because uh. what he hid was um, Kitsune, the bastard. Yeah, well done. Pretty that's yeah, pretty clever. That's yeah, a good ruse. That was, yeah, was a nice ruse because he, yeah, that, that is a good ruse. He got me there. Um, but yeah, I used the same list. So I had, uh, basically, I set up with this. So it was that same table you played on. So that, like, it's like a T section, the roads. Like, there's two compounds divided by a road with a whole bunch of scatter and crash yeah. cars. Um, and I basically set up my two bots on like uh, on the building, just looking down on the on the on the. Uh, so this is the same as your frostbite list. Yeah, same as my frostbite list. So the two TM Kuyars or whatever Kuyars, um, they're sitting on roofs. They've deployed their mines. I got my tank hunter nearby with an eight of one. I've got my beast hunter with an eight of the other. Um, and then two mines down as well. Five man link. Uh, but the whole plan was simply to get Pavel into base with that, um, uh, with the beacon, and blow it up. Yeah. The way I did that was a combination of Dog Warrior, Smoke, Antipodes. So what I did is I used the Dog Warrior to lay down the smoke for Pavel's approach. Mm -hmm. I used the Antipodes uh, Camo and 6-6 move, and under the cover of Smoke, I got two Antipodes into base with the console. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. And then Pavel just beelined straight for the console, yeah. decharged it, three dice. Um, he hit it twice and failed once. 
Mm. Uh, six wounds, uh, six saves. Uh, the thing goes down one order. Yeah, you wouldn't. Um, you wouldn't even even if you ran out of D charges because the T two close combat weapon he has that's um, anti material as well, isn't it? I don't know actually, but I, th- I think I, I think have... I I think I believe it or not, I think it is. So you could have hit it with anything. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to find out though. That would have been fucking shit yeah. to kill it. But anyway, so then I killed it, and then I still had three orders. Uh so then I still had two orders. Um, in the in that group. Um, and it's funny because I used the antipost to body block because he couldn't see the smoke, but he could hear me coming because he had a five-man link. So all mm. his ninjas were dodging towards the thing, but I used my antipost to kind of body block. Anyway, what eventually happened is Pavel was engaged by his Domaru. And what I did, I spent yeah. order on the antipodes, all four antipodes, three antipodes around the Domaru, and then Pavel hits him with a T2 weapon, burst four. Oh, uh, I, supp- I suppose if they're in the middle of nowhere, you could fit that, yeah. We're all undercover smoke, by the way. There's just smoke everywhere at this point. No, um, I, was, I was saying I, I often I find it very difficult to get the dogs around, but oh, if yeah. there's nothing around that I model, you yeah. could fit them yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then Pavel hits him, and guess what happens? Gets killed. No, uh, but I, it draws. I was four dice on 23s. He was one dice 21 and or 20, and yeah, we drew. And then I had to spend another order, and I eventually killed him. And like I killed him, killed him, because uh, T2 burst four. And then after that, Pavel uh, ran out of order, so I just left him there. And then Josh's turn one. Uh, Josh's turn one was really interesting because he had basically had Pavel and the dogs, and he started trying to do it. And all of a sudden, I'm dodging and uh, engaging shit and passing saves, and he spent like four orders. Mm. And didn't do too much. Kill Pavel, and then the dogs were all still there. He's like, he had to stop himself, and he's like, this isn't going my way, and I'm wasting a lot of time. He just completely, like, took a big breath, like, took two minutes, and completely changed his plan, and uh, revealed Shinobu, just came deep, and killed my lieutenant. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, nah, fuck these dogs, damage is done. Like, I, I need I need momentum. So he comes through, mm. kills like two models, kills my lieutenant, gets it right, brings my link team down to three men. Uh, no, two men. He kills three of my link team members, my lieutenant, um, and Park Shinobu in my, in my back line. I'm like, you fucking... I'm like, wow, that was, that was a good change-up. So my turn to... I try to clear Shinobu. I can't because uh, I'm lost lieutenant. I don't have the orders for it. So I'm like, you know, fuck her. She's, she can't do anything. So basically... I kill her, I fail, I get like two shots on her, uh, she pass, she smokes, dodges against against them and survives. I just set up for his bonsai charge that's coming, turn two and three. Um, his turn two, this is where he kind of probably lost uh, a bit of momentum. He kept trying to do more damage with Shinobu, but she, I, in my opinion, she, and his opinion in hindsight, is she's done her bit. No more need, no more orders need to be spent on her. He needs yeah. to bring his ninjas at me. Uh, he's uh, so he's uh, the rest of his guys at me. Um, so he kind of fucked around with Shinobu. Maybe killed an Omandino and maybe did a wound to the Vet Kazakh, but didn't really achieve anything with like uh, half his orders. And then the other half was bringing the um, the heavy infantry forward. Um, uh, and then my turn three, I got his Daikai um, with my auto cannon. I hit him twice with my auto cannon. Loaded blanks because he passed all six armor saves. <laughs> nice. 
fucked. He had one wound left as well. Um, so anyway, I basically, I got my classified in turn three. My bike just coming out of nowhere at the Daikai, threatening to um, assault pistol him. Um, and then he like dodged or something. And I'm like, okay, sweet, I'll flash policy. So that was, so yeah, I got my classified and then I just, bunkered down as much as I could for last turn. Um, Vec has a suppression, mines, uh, mines my base hunter on ready to flamethrower anything that gets in there. And then his last turn, he just, um, yeah, his link team was pretty beat up because like um, he lost, uh, he was down to a four man and then his missile, uh, I think I killed his missile launcher uh, in, my, in my turn three. So he was down to three man. And there's so much stuff overwatching that he's like, you know what? I think my best bet is with my um, Shikami. And they just came down the board. Um, and they came out down the board and they just got shot up by my my my, my total reaction robots who were still standing at that point. And so did, did he manage to get anything onto your AC2? Yeah, he one of the Shikami, the last order of the game, one of his uh, Shikami did get into uh, Rangers, uh, into, uh, into combat. He hit it once with... Um, uh decharge and did one wound to it oh, but everything yeah but i held out so i basically i got i got the yeah so i killed his console early and then just held out and it was literally mm -hmm. just like it was just bunkered down and just healing repairing um planting mines and just trying to plink away orders it was yeah it was a really cool game it was really intense actually it was yeah. Intense game. It, it, it's an age-old sort of argument. It's it, it is very strange that the monofilament uh, close combat weapon doesn't have the anti-material. It'd be too strong. Um, if it killed yeah, it would. It, it would be. It would. It would be such oh, an automatic yeah. choice for a mission like that. Yeah, um, like she, but it she also it, like, also doesn't make sense because it's supposed to cut through things really easily. But whatever. Yeah. 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 Nah. For sure. It's yeah. Yeah, it's one of those. The it was it was really intense actually. It was um, I think. Was, and the, you know what I was saying just before, looting sabotage. It's a cool mission in the sense that it makes Infinity fun. It makes it makes it's not an interesting mission itself, but it makes the game. Mm. It makes the uh, Infinity. It makes a fun game of Infinity where it's like defend versus attack. Um, I don't know. It was it was really enjoyable. Um, so yeah, that was my game too. So two wins. Yeah, so I had a I had almost a very similar experience um, to you because um, mm. I was playing Kevin, who was also playing a uh, limited insertion uh, list. Yes, of course. You and Kevin got matched up. The last uh, lieutenant off. Yeah, so I mean, I suppose it was a, it was a suitable ending then. Uh, so I changed up my list. Uh, I was yes. uh, and I decided I was going to take the, the list that um, focused on the reverends a little bit more. Um, so just to quickly go through it for the people at home, uh, it is uh, Kusanagi with a Spitfire. She's not a lieutenant uh, in a Harris or in a three-man core. Yep. Has to be a three-man core with uh, with Agatha and a Reverend Custodia. The Reverend Custodia is the one that makes that link actually work. The other Harris is the Penitent oh, Observant, uh, Penitent of the Observance, uh, Orphan of the Observantry. Um, and a Reverend Moira with multi-sniper. Sorry, the, the penitent has the AP Spitfire. And the engineer is the one that it itself is a repeater. Uh, then uh, two moderators, just uh, basic mooks, one of them being the lieutenant. A moderator hacker, just basic hacker, and a Morlock. Then another Morlock, another moderator with a pitcher. Uh, a Stempazond. 
the initiated uh, the initiated of the observance with the uh, infiltration, one use camouflage, mine layer, deployable repeater, as well as a transductor zond. Mm. Um, so just quickly, quickly, the, the whole point of this list is you split up the Morlocks um, to go one with each of the fire teams. And both of the fire teams have the ability to put down white noise very easily. Right, you've got a repeater on one, you've got um and you've got the uh like the actual hacker in the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um so, so you're really you like you're really leaning to this white noise business. Well it's it's more about like allowing the ease of movement. For sure. Right? It's just that like I mean it's still a hacking device plus. And it's still a whip fourteen hacking device plus. Um, it, she has a comedy roughly. She has pictures, yeah. right? So she's worth it. But like, um, but but anything for... that doesn't have MSB, you can just beat in a fight because of your mimetism, though, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Or um, and anything that—that's a good thing. Anything that does has MSV and doesn't have six cents, I put down white noise, ah, and then I, I get my negative six back. It's just yeah, through a so different nasty. mechanism. So nasty. Yeah, that's cool. Right. So that's that's the reason it's there. But it's also about like. It's also about allowing ease of movement around the board. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Which is which is also why in this list there's like there's quite a few repeaters and pitchers. Like you've got two two pit things with pitchers and the moderator and the custodian. You've got the stemper, which is also uh, a repeater. You've got the transactor, who's also a repeater, and you've got the initiated, who can drop one mine-laden repeater, repeater, mm-hmm. and then you try and get it to drop another one somewhere else. That's really clever. Yeah, that's really clever. Yeah, so. Anyway, that's that's the whole point of uh, sort of the idea behind that list. So, playing Kevin, he either I chose to go second or he chose to go first because he wanted to alpha. Um, I think I actually no, sorry, so uh, sorry, he had me go first. That's right. Right. Um, did he? Res- so, sorry, did you make him respect centibytes? I hope you made him respect centibytes. I don't know. Well, I don't have any centibytes in the list. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Um. um so, uh, yeah, moved out, uh, you know, shot a TR bot with the Moira, put that down, moved up more locks and that sort of thing. Um, he correctly, I, I managed to roll 8-4 on one of my Morlocks, and he correctly took two orders out of that Morlocks group because I had both DA weapon Morlocks. And if he did not do that, I absolutely would have just ran that Morlock up to the AC2 and started hitting it. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> sorry, he did. He did. He absolutely did the right thing of taking the orders off that Morlock. Yes. Um, that's actually a really good pick. I didn't think of that. Yeah, for either your Morlocks roll that eight uh, four in that mission is so good. Yeah. No. They're they're all they're they're all a really good choice. Um. But anyway, yeah. Killed, killed a couple of things on his turn. Because uh, what, what did I do? I killed TR bot and... Hmm. I'm trying to remember now exactly what I did with that turn. Yeah, anyway, um, when I made a mistake at the end of the turn, I should have put myself in... I should have put both of my fire teams in really defensive positions. Um, I did have my Moira sniper looking pretty much straight across the board. Um, but he just... Drop smoke. She couldn't see. Um, I, sh- I should have had Kusanagi in a more active position, but I was worried about him 
getting into Kusanagi and all that and sort of killing of them. Um, and also, I was afraid of the fact that he had the Namur with MSV2. That was the biggest thing I was uh, concerned yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, that I was concerned. Oh, Mukta, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. That was with the, that was linked with the Namur. So, yeah, that was my, my biggest fear. And I, I, I played into too much. He alpha striked, you know, ran up with the Namur, hit the AC2. Oh, he got it. Yeah, he did. I, I did, once he got past that Moira, um, I I did do one into it before it got to the AC two. Uh, All you like had my... watching is just uh, the sniper, and everything else was kind of tucked away, and then he just went straight for it. I, I I had a couple of other things, like I had my stemper that could see the, the Moira. I had uh, something with an SMG, the uh, orphan who could see it as well. Not great for that range as well. But I should have had, uh, I should have had uh, Kusanagi looking at the AC two yep. to try and also cover it. I mean, he did push through a, a decent amount of aero. There was transductors and things yeah. like that looking at him, but all those sorts of things. But you know, he just he made it through. And yeah, nice done. Um, blew it up, and then he killed uh, one of the like my hacker, like my my moderator hacker. Um, so, but after that, like, I, there was nothing, after that, he had all the things that I really feared close to me, like the Namur and the MSV2 Mukta. So at that point I was like, I'd just play for a third turn, destroying the AC2. Awesome. Uh, went up, killed the Namur, um, yeah, wiped off the board, uh, Agatha shot, shoots, um, the whatever he's called in the back. It's one really good thing about um, most of the Reverend units is they have stealth, so they can actually sneak up behind things. <laughs> so she ran up behind and uh, Vulcan shotgunned him in the back. Oh, so nice. Um, almost would have been on a lot higher, but he managed to reset his... Uh, I, like I, I targeted both of them. He almost managed to get it. But uh, uh, What was it? Was that the one where I think I forced the Namur to take six armor saves? Because I hit him with every single Spitfire shot and I got a crit as well. Oh, that's brutal. And it's in a Harris, yeah. I think yeah. the more I had to take six armor saves. That's brutal. Um, that's anyway, yeah. So sh uh, shot the Namor, set him on fire. He was gone. Uh, set up again to sort of stop anything from pushing much towards me with the sniper and what have you um, across. The one thing is, is... He, he kept resurrecting his TR bot, and that took yeah. that took a lot, like that took enough orders to be really annoying. Because <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kept doing like one or two wounds to it, but then he would get it up, uh, which meant I then had to spend one or two orders every turn trying to put it down. Right, I always did manage to put it down, but it was still really annoying. Yes. Um, anyway, comes to my last turn, I got to do something. I walk up and he's got he's got one of Fiddler's jackpot bots looking at the point. Mother Agatha's the only thing I've got there with an anti-material weapon because she's got the explosive hammer. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've got to I've got to like, I I got to get rid of this jackbox. This jack jackbot just would not fucking die. <laughs> I, I I I hit it with an active turn. Uh. Carbonite, I think I failed. Oh no, he beat me on the reset. 
on a jackpot. Uh, Kusanagi failed to shoot him with her Spitfire after annihilating just everything else she looked at. Um, but luckily, I so I then got Mother Agatha into base to base with the. I eventually killed the jackpot. Yep. Into base to base, she rolls a six oh. on her thing. No, no, but she's got plus two, so it's a draw. Oh, what a right! But that means the only way to get rid of this AC two is to do full three wounds on one hit. Oh! So hold on, hold on. It, I, the, the, it's more. It's more. I, I was quite proud of how clever it was what I did. Yeah. So I had one command token left. I reforged the link that I happened to have and drew in the custodia to give Mother Agatha an extra hit. Right? Mm. And luckily, luckily, she hit both of them. I'm not sure whether she crit with any of them. I think she did. So with seven armor saves, the AC2 went down in one, like, order. <sighs> Fuck. So just um, because there was a one of your models was knit close enough that you reformed the link, that same order she moves into base, and then you go. Well, I was trying to figure out how to get two. Like I, I need yeah. the extra burst, yeah, but did. then I realized that if I just reforge this link, however it mm. ends up being reforged, um, with the Ma- Mother Agatha Custodia, and it happened to be that Kusanagi was close enough to be in the link. I I, I didn't care whether yeah. Kusanagi yeah. was close enough. I just wanted. The custodian. Yeah, wow. Holding the custodian got the two bursts. Last order of the game. That's fucking epic, yeah. dude. That's or yeah, so... yeah. Last last order of the game. My mother Agatha heroically dies after that. Um, oh, that's so cool. And I incidentally had him in um had I had him with secure HVT with a Reverend Moira. With the sniper rifle as well as the Reverend Penitent, like right up next to his HVT. So there was no chance of him getting rid of that. I managed to get D charges out of the panoply. Oh, yes. So I had one. So I was actually winning the last thing by one, uh, one like objective point. Yeah. Um, but he had a Turig that appeared on like the far side of the board, just sort of camp. He just spent the rest of his turn, camo, move. I've discovered camo move. I've been discovered camo move touch, um, touch box get D charges out of it. So the only way I would have won that is if he failed um, that roll. Ah, uh, so you guys drew in the end. Yeah. So yeah. like I said, was, I, I I realize now thinking about back at it, like literally just as we were talking about it, I should have what I should have done is I didn't I never dropped my bashy. Because I had no plan to use it. I probably should have dropped the Bashi to look at the Toreg. I don't know how much it would have helped, but it could have. Of course, of course, of course. Um, yeah, I forgot to drop my Bashi too. But Oh, man, yeah. that sounds like an epic game. That sounds like a great game. So you, yeah, yeah, it, it, you it was, like... it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was a really good, really close game. Um, I think, I think definitely for, uh, for like his alpha strike, everything went like mm. the way that Kev wanted. Um, the rest of the game was sort of frustrated. Like I, he didn't really push out of his DZ for the rest of the game. Yeah, that's um, he just couldn't get rid. Of, he just couldn't get past the sniper. Yeah, um, he just didn't have the orders to sort of push out. And um, yeah, I just I that last turn should have been a lot easier than it ended up being. Uh, but ended up being much harder than mm. it what that it than it should be. 
Uh, but I made it's I good. somehow made it work. Yeah. That's awesome. No, that sounds like a great uh, game. So it sounds like yeah, uh, it you. So, so you and me had a really good game of looting sabotage. It sounds like maybe I know Hugh. I think had a good game of looting sabotage. Well, I wonder what the general experience of looting sabotage was. Because I, like, I think I, this, yeah. Like I, I think the only problem with looting and sabotage is that, um, that it's like it's really, I guess, alpha strike heavy. So if you're playing a, a like a more defensive army that can't quite do that, it may not be as. But then you're better. It, like defending. it may not be as good. I, th- I think better defending surely. I suppose, yeah, you know what? I suppose that's true. I, I would probably say, I'd probably say the one thing is, um, and I is maybe give the AC2 the two levels of unconscious. Oh, so you can kind of repair it to rewards engineer. Well, you can, you can always repair it. But oh, you can, so, can't you? Yeah, but if it gets to zero, it's taken off the board. Yeah, okay. Uh, so to give oh. it, to give it something like that might be worth it to sort of. Like negate yeah. alphas a little bit. Um, yeah, okay. Just keep I, it in the game potentially. Yeah, j- just j- just something so that like you can alpha and probably kill it anyway, but maybe not quite guaranteed. Yeah, because you probably right. shoot a guard um, anyway if it's unconscious. You're no longer going up against this. Um, oh well, yeah, I don't know. You might you might put it you might put in a rule that you can't kill a guard or something yeah, like that. Can. I don't know. Yeah. But no, I, I really had a good time looting sabotage. Yeah, looting um, looting and sabotage is honestly because uh, I remember we actually spoke with Tristan uh, about these missions, and looting and sabotage was one of the ones where it's like I remember I brought it up. It's like I really like I really like the scenario. Okay, so yeah, um, I literally that was my second time playing it in ten years. Video, I just never. I always read the mission like yeah. No, this, this doesn't sound fun. I'll do supremacy or show of force or oh, whatever. Do you, do you remember a, like? Do you remember like the first ECM? Uh, oh yeah, one yeah, that, yeah, yeah. One yeah, that yeah, was yeah, run yeah, by yeah. Russell in the middle of the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, th- that was the first time playing looting and sabotage because it was in there. And then I think that was me, the yeah. next. I think I think honestly, the next ECM was also looting and sabotage because again, it gives some oh. advantage to tags. Oh, then I must have... Okay, so then maybe I played three times. But uh, that was the, the, that first ECM is the one I remember, and then this one. Um, mm. So I think I'm wrong on the mission. I think, yeah, if listeners out there, if you haven't played Looting Sabotage, do yourself a favor, play it. I think the mission enables... Uh, the mission is nothing special, like I said, for the third time, probably. Um, it's nothing special itself, uh, like uh, how it works, but it actually makes for a really good fun game of Infinity because it's like defense yeah. versus attack, right? So it's cool. Um, awesome. On to our third games. Um, final round. Uh, so this is Frontline, and this is uh, for all the marbles. Because, um, yeah, it was, I was coming up against Phil, and I was we were both sitting pretty, top table. Um, a lot of people came over and gave Phil a lot of encouragement, asking him to make sure I don't win. That was very much appreciated. Um, unfortunately, you guys probably we, we, a bit we, of on to in Phil. all honesty, we probably psyched him out. The you amount did, of people coming up being like, "You can't oh. let Val win." Yeah, no, unfortunately, I think yes, yeah, so it's actually interesting. So, um, obviously, a game for potential to win the tournament. I did feel a little bit of tension, a bit of pressure. Um, I think Phil felt that as well. Um, but Phil also wasn't planning to attend the tournament, and he only brought one list. And uh, the the yeah, so he kind of wasn't expecting to be there. And then I think 
I don't know, the pressure kind of... Yeah, so he kind of got in his own head a little bit before the game because he's like, oh, my list isn't good for this mission and this mission's not good for my uh, list and this ta- um, and then the table didn't didn't help either. So, yeah, yeah it was it was a little bit... It was interesting because he ran basically... What his list was, he ran Shock Army and ran two snipers, a five-man link with a, uh, with a regular sniper, a three-man link with a, a NIS sniper. I think NIS, yeah. Um... Then he ran um, a, the, some Aleph hacker chick, maybe Silo or something, and then he ran. Oh yeah, yeah, a, the, the 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 one they get is Cilia, yeah. Yeah, Cilia, and then he ran a Dragos and um, a Nine Montessa paramedic. Right. Yeah. So the whole list revolves around the Nine Montessa and the Dragos just bl- uh, mm. blowing your face off, and yeah. you, and and him being insulated by his two snipers, his mines, and yeah. his hackers. And so, I. Can, I... Because uh, remembering the table, I can understand what Phil was saying is that that list is pretty long ranged. Yes. Um, and the table you were playing on was very, like, yeah. decently dense. It's not the densest no, I've ever seen. Nah, it's dense. It, that, that was the white table, right? The one. It was, Kev- the... It was Kevin's Brutal Cities table. Um, oh, okay. It was Kevin's yeah. table. Right. Yeah, okay. Even yeah. more so. That table, probably... tack. Loves that table. No, uh, well, yeah. Look, to be honest, I, at first, because Phil was so like, "Oh, this table's terrible for me," and I felt bad. I'm like, "Cause, cause one of the things, the one of the problems with uh, Tristan didn't use OTM for his uh, matchmaking, so the table allocation was kind of a little bit, um, yeah, hard by turn by round three. So the table we got put on, Phil had already played. So then we just changed with somebody, and we happened to change with the people um on this table, and it felt like. It kind of it was uh, it wasn't fair uh, on Phil because it kind of really did did him in 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 a sense. Yeah. So that kind of felt bad. So I'm like, mm. and he's already like, uh, yeah. So that that was a little bit of feel bad to be honest, and it kind of took away from the game a bit because yeah, you want us to like you want us to have a fair fight, and the table probably on initially it looked like advantage me, but to be honest, I think the table was just as bad for me. Because that table's a really important... Like, I'm sure that table's fine if you've played it on a couple times. You kind of get a sense of hmm. the fire lanes. But round three... Um, so, round three, first time So Sorry, which table. which which list were you using? Because you've only I'll used into, one at the moment. Yeah, I'll get into the... Uh, it was my other list. I'll go through it Okay, cool, yeah. Just on the table, it's like... That table... To, to play that table, you really have to read the table well. And it's really hmm. hard uh, to read that table well and deploy well. So... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not biggest fan of that table. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? I guess, and I don't think Phil is either. But I think, I think if I played it a couple of times, it might be a bit better. But yeah, so it was, it was a tough one. Um, in terms of lists, I used my other list, which was probably a mistake in the end. Um, but this list was a five-man link of a front of it, heavy rocket launcher, a veteran Kazakh APHMG, Lion Kazakh. Uh, Lion Kazakh paramedic and Baronin with a T2 born shotgun, non lieutenant. My lieutenant was Vasily with a T2 marksman rifle and acolyte cannon. Dog warrior, a dynamo spitfire, and Pavel McManus in group one. Um, and then in group two, I've got two Mandinos, a beast hunter with Panzerfaust um, for deployment, antipodes. Uh, a Tim Courier with Katusha and uh, Shock Mine with Mind Layer, and then a five point tractor mule. 
so I brought all the characters basically. You can see Vasily, you can see Varanin, and you can see Pavel. Yeah, you have, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. I brought all the characters. So yeah, so this list, the idea of this list is that five man link is meant to kind of push up the board. Um and do some damage and wreak some havoc. And then yeah, I've also got Dynamo uh for like uh like a nice attack piece and dog warrior for disruption and then between the uh beast hunter and Pavel I can do some good close combat damage and the antipodes to tie you up. Yeah. So and the front of X for IRO duty. Yeah, and with Kev's table that super jump, because you've got quite a bit of super jump there would really help. Yeah, but to be honest, I think the table like the de- I didn't deploy well. I also I couldn't super jump anywhere because that those fucking snipers would blow everything off the table. Like, as soon as he had yeah, I, I couldn't fight the snipers and I couldn't leave anything on arrow because the dragons would kill it. So I drew four classifiers which I could do, so I kept all four. Like I could do all of them easily. Um and then Phil and I chose deployment, so Phil I had the last turn as well, so I had all yeah, so um, I had all the advantages from the start. Yeah, for frontline, yeah. Yeah, so Phil's turn one, he he played it. I think his turn one, he played like he would against any other uh in it, like um usually played try to push with Dragos to do some damage, Didn't really achieve anything and pull his Dragos all the way back. I turn one, I'm like, well, he didn't do much. I've got all the advantage. Um, he's, I'm just going to play really cautiously. Did one classified, killed one model, and push out. He's turn two, he kind of took a moment, kind of like Josh in my second game. He's like, you know what? There's a chance for me to win this game. I have to be, take risks. And he took some seriously strong risks, and it paid. He pushed through with his Montessa, sacrificed it, broke my link down to a two-man, um, uh, killed uh Varanin, cleared the way. Um, cleared the way. Killed my dog warrior, who's uh killed three of the link uh, members of the link, and then with the other group. Did he did he get the front of Vic or the vet Kazak? Uh not the, not the vet Kazak. He killed um. Oh, but he got Erm- the front of Vic. Yeah, front of Vic, Ermandino. Uh, two lion Kazaks. Um, a dog warrior, and then the rest of my stuff was on the other side. Just my models were on the other side. Of the- wow, that that Montessa did work. What what took it down eventually? Um, just try, um, um, Varanin took it down. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he did work, and then the Dragos came up, say uh, behind him on the roof, and got one shot, one round of shooting onto the Vet Kazak. I think they were within sixteen, and I survived. I just took one one wound and ducked behind cover. Yeah, so okay. that could the game was nearly over there, right there and then. So what I had in turn two, because and this was really interesting. So Phil decided to had to take risks, and I realized at that point I played way too defensively turn one. Mm. So and that cost me because my groups were now fucked. I had like four regular in group one, four regular and like three regular in group two. So in my second turn, I used attack awareness order, converted uh beast hunter order. And three regular orders for my uh, antipodes to run all the way across up onto the roof and engage his um, tag. I was out of orders after that. And then other my four orders in group one, that's all I had at that point. I had Pavel run up the same way from the middle of the table, up mm-hmm. the roof, and into base with the tag. That way it's locked down, and next turn I can just eat it up uh, in close combat, but I was out of orders. Yeah. 
Bills turn three, he pushes five man link up, got line of sight onto that ag and the combat, shot into combat, killed Pavel, killed my dog warriors, and broke the tag free with two orders two uh two orders to go. Did he win the tag at all? No, not at all. Wow, well done. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, fuck Phil, well played. And he got so you got some guys in the middle in his own in his front zone. Mm. Um got the tag uh onto a roof into suppression fire in the middle zone. I uh, got like two classifieds. Um and I had turn two with um less than I had in turn uh, uh so in turn three I had the same problem with less orders and without Pavel or the antipodes to deal with. Right. I'm like, ah, oh, the game's lost. And then the one thing that came to me, I'm like, ah, oh, one thing I can possibly do. Phil faces tag straightforward, and if okay. he, and he didn't need to. He just he just he just because he, he was so far up the board, like uh, middle of the board, he just needed to twist a little bit just to see the rest of the board and uh, cover the rest of my models. Because he didn't do that, I got to move my beast hunter move move to his uh, past his front arc and then shoot him in the back with a Panzerfaust on the other side of the board and to do two wounds. Okay. And that also broke his suppression fire, and that allowed uh, my vet Kazak to fight him with an APHMG, where I only had like three orders to do this. Um, and did do one more wound, kill the tag, and then Vasily used the lieutenant order and the two remaining orders to get into the middle and um, do one of the classifiers and secure the HVT. So it right. ended up, yeah, it was, uh, and so it ended up like 6 2 to me or something like that. Because I got the middle zone, I got three classifieds, and my own zone. So, and it was interesting because in the middle zone, uh, when he revealed his card, because he kept the card to put in the middle zone. Oh, yeah, the Intel card, yeah. His was 20 points. When he showed me yeah, that, so I'm like, oh, I might have lost. Extreme prejudice. That's right. Yeah, so I had the Beast Hunter and uh, Vasily in the middle zone. So it was 51. He had. Um, uh, Fusey hack, uh, a regular hacker, and a regular something else, um, worth twenty six. Oh, he was twenty six. Super close to outpointing you there. Yeah, he had like twenty six points worth of dudes, and the card forty six. So it was forty six to fifty one in the middle zone. And yeah, man, that was so close. Um, and yeah, that was uh, and that was game, and um, that, that won me the tournament. But honestly, Phil outplayed me. Um, he took the risks. Uh, the table actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was for him personally because he snipers did like he snipers locked it uh, locked down. Yeah, it do, it he, does have two like pretty hard um, corridors that snipers can just look down and be pretty safe to just look at you. I just couldn't go on the rooftops. Like as soon as I'm on the rooftop, like the the easiest way to get around the table is like on rooftops. Mm. Um, the safest way is the rooftops because uh, when you're on there, the tag can't get you. Um, but if you stay downstairs, the tag can go anywhere and then shoot you in the back or shoot you from the sides, yeah. right? So anyway, but honestly, he'll play that way better than me. Um, he just made one mistake and I panzer yeeted him in the side of the head, the beast hunter, which was so lucky. Yeah. yeah that was huge, huge. So yeah, there you go. Tag wins the tournament. Um, mm. woo! and it's Pavel, Good. Pavel, Pavel won me two of the three games. So um, I get to go on the Pavel. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, of, of 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 these of these rounds, like ones where um, 
people have to get into the middle, and that's where Pavel's sitting there just waiting for them. As uh, mm-hmm. is a is pretty good for him. He's really um, good. No, he genuinely is good. He's just not like any other model you use. Every other like every other good model that you use in Infinity is simple. Move, shoot, move, shoot. It's yeah. just not one of those models that you do that with, right? Yeah, I I think I think the, I think the main thing is is like if you're if you're like especially when you're playing tank, if your opponent doesn't have to come towards you, they won't because mm-hmm. they need you to reveal what you've got in camouflage. Absolutely. But when you're playing Frostbite, when you're playing Frontline, when you're play, mm-hmm. playing Capture Protect, all of those, to some degree, require your opponent to at least exist in the middle. So mm-hmm. I can imagine if you've got enough turns left and you've got turn two in Frostbite, a turn two, uh, like a turn two, uh, sorry, turn two final round Pavel would be terrifying. Because he's just it's like fun. he's just like oh look there's heavy infantry smack oh look there's another like, heavy infantry smack unless unless you're good at close combat he's a natural he's warrior gonna... martial arts bro oh I, unless you're lucky then yeah <laughs> he's just he's fucked yeah, uh, yeah um, so really this cool. was definitely the tournament where Pavel would shine. Yeah, actually it was yeah it really was he yeah. literally won me the first two games um, and. It was definitely a threat round uh, in the third round. I just ran out of orders um, to to do it. But, yeah. The other thing is, if you team up with antipodes, antipodes can interface with anything in the game. Right? They can get there and they'll just tie something up. Yeah. The the, the only problem I've, I've ever found with antipodes is because their base is so large. Yeah. Often people can incidentally, but very mm-hmm. in the end, very cleverly, um, put. Uh, their oh, units in places where the antipodes can't fit. I'm like, I love them, but I remember using them at some point where it's like I could not get into combat with anything because they were just too fat to get anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know where the rules question came up. You might be able to. So when, so me and Josh had this one. I have to find out an answer. But basically, when the antipode controller activates, they activate right now. If the mm-hmm. antipode controller shoots her smoke grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. Does the spearhead antipode reveal? No, because 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 they have no guns to they have no guns to shoot, right? Well, two things. One, they're synchronized, so that the they don't have to do the same thing as the um uh, as the uh they don't have to do the same thing as the controller. So they can shoot. They don't get to move or do anything like that, but they can idle. No, they don't have to shoot. They can move. That's, no, move, they can't she, move. Her, they can't move. Her special short skills move. Yeah. So move. if 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 the controller does a move shoot, the antipodes can do a move, mm-hmm. right? Can't do a jump. Can only do a move. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she shoots, if it was any other mm-hmm. uh, synchronized uh, synchronized unit, mm-hmm. it could choose to shoot or just do nothing, mm-hmm. right? Because the antipodes have no gun to shoot, they choose to do. Nothing because it's not a that long item. order and it's nothing that would take them out of like there's nothing yeah. of the the cancellation state. They just do nothing. So you get right. a move and then nothing on the antipodes. Okay. Yeah, because so yeah, Josh uh yeah, because Josh Josh is under the opinion that it reveals the antipodes. 
Um, no. Yeah. So anyway, but it didn't really matter. I just, yeah, it didn't really, it didn't affect, it changed the uh, course of the game too anyway. So yeah. All right. Um, how was your round three game and who did you face? So I played uh, Hector and his military orders uh, in Frontline. Uh, I uh, won the roll off or whatever, and I picked to go... Uh, sorry, I picked deployment. He hard second turned me. So he oh. deployed first and was going second. Right. Um, we were playing on a very, uh, almost the polar opposite, a very like open table. Um, was that the cardboard terrain? No, it was the one with like the, uh, the like the Chinese building in the middle. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're playing that one. Um, he deployed inside. Uh, this like building, mostly inside and around this building, uh, with a couple of bots here and there. Pretty much left his right flank, my left flank, depending on which way you're looking. He left one of his sides pretty much completely clear, but it didn't really matter. Uh, the building covered everything. Um, I deployed, and I deployed with my cards in mind, because I annoyingly ended up getting... HVT designation, HVT espionage, HVT inoculation. Right. Right. So, luckily for me, uh, Hector put his HVT in a relatively accessible spot for... Oh, HVT is so important, Frontline. Um, uh, in a rather accessible spot for uh, my, uh, my army. So, I knew first turn... I, I was like, first turn, because the way I got my... Uh, control groups together I was like I can spend all the orders pushing up um, with my stempers on to do the designation which was the worst set of it took me three forward observers or uh. forward observes to actually observe it didn't matter because I had nothing else to do yeah. in that turn all I would have done is put him in suppressive but whatever so I got that done without like any impact to like my order efficiency or anything like that uh which was great uh then the next turn uh, so then the next group i pushed out uh i had a moira sniper in a really good spot pushed her out to shoot at a uh teutonic knight with a panzerfaust yep okay Good point, um beat, beat him in the, beat him in the rolls he was on eights right because i got the mimetism out of six all right Shot him, then was like, okay, I won't do anything with him right now, uh, with her right now, because I got to make sure I can do stuff with uh, my Moira's. I use the lieutenant order for that. Ran up Kusanagi, Agatha, and the Custodia up to the HVT, did the um, roll for espionage, right? Got it, right? So I got the espionage done, rolled Agatha all the way up to touch the HVT. Then as I started pulling her back, I did, um, I did, a uh, thingo, uh, inoculation. inoculation All yep. the 17, thank Christ, she's, uh, whip, uh, 14, 14. you get plus three oh, for espionage. Yeah, Jesus Christ. So that was fucking lucky. Um, so I, uh, the only one I had left after that was coup de gras. Yes, and that should be. Easy. Uh, Moira uses the rest of my orders to take three shots at a hospital. So this is the first turn. Three shots at a hospital HMG. Uh, hits every single one of the shots on the hospital. 
uh, he rolls his armor save and rolls like a one, a two, a three. If the hospital is gone first turn, oh. just wiped off the board. Fucking hell! So that's uh, um, he needs nines to pass uh, on six dice. Yeah, that's oh maybe he should go unconscious. Oh, yeah, well the fact is he was just gone, just flat dead. disappeared. Um so that was great. On his turn he picked up uh, some of his dead, started to move around to come and take a look at um Agatha um Agatha and Kusanagi. The way I positioned them and the way he was trying to look at them would uh, meant that he would sort of go onto this balcony. He would see, unfortunately for him, he would see um, what's her face, uh, Skusanagi, at the same time as Agatha. Because as soon as she went up the step, you could see yeah. over this cover ah, that they were yeah, near. Yeah, so there was yeah, no like cutting the pie or anything like that. Pie, yeah. um, and if he tried to like get close enough, Agatha just fire a shotgun. Yeah. Yep. 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 For Vulcan shotgun. Um, I, th- I think Kusanagi put down another Teuton with Spitfire in the um, reactive. T- yeah, she did. She put down a Teuton with Spitfire on that turn, and then he was oh. like, "I'm gonna get, I'm gonna run to Furzen down." My Flash Pulse bot um, hits him uh, oh. with a flash. He doesn't succeed at any like his shooting, and he bricks, and I brick to Furzen for that turn. Brutal, because yeah, he's got because military orders uh, into Bakunin. Um... With so harsh, mimetism it's... spam, yeah, is not great. Um, so we get to my turn, and at this point, I know that all I've got to do is fight him because he essentially concentrated in this one building the rest of his dudes. So yeah. there was like, I like, the, well, like the, whatever the basic dudes are paramedic, yeah, yeah. machinist, and one more Teuton, and Deferzen, and all that. So snipe, uh, like, kill the other, um. Teuton, uh, I, I kill a couple of other things, uh, and I move a couple of my units up to start trying to take the uh, board. Um, unfortunately, we got to the end of his turn, um, and we j- just because uh, we had all, everyone was already running over time. Yeah, um, so we didn't have a chance to play through the third turn. Uh, which is something that I've been finding um, a bit annoying when it comes to playing tournaments. Yeah, is very very often like I'll be I'll go I'll do like I, I like every single time I watch my opponent play, I'm planning out my next turn. Mm. Right, like I'm like I'm like I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Right, um, so that like mainly like for so that I'm as quick as uh, possible. But it also means that as I'm planning it, I might go, I can do this, 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 right, with all these backup plans if things don't go right. And I can, like, for sure aim for turn three, I'll settle this game. Um, and we both discuss, like, discussed at the end, like, if we had turn three, I, w- I would have just run my Mother Agatha up to look at Defersen and everything. Because she had also healed herself. She did yeah, take yeah. a wound, but she healed herself. And she would just Vulcan shotgun everything. Yeah, just kill it. Yeah, put the finishing blow. So, yeah, it it was it definitely a case of, like... Did you finish uh, all three rounds in your other games? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in and, and that particular case, it was definitely a case of, like, if we had played through, there, yeah, was, there, there was just... Like, I, I wouldn't have even necessarily had to have fight, 
Defurzen and his little Harris because I have stealth on all of my guys. I would have just, I could have just run them all the way across the board into his, like the opposite end in his DZ and just sat there and just just sat there and just been like, I'm good. I'll just take this stuff. Oh, yeah. In the end, it was I had my zone and three objectives. He had his zone, the middle zone, and two objectives. So I think it was uh, four to five to him. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, right. So really. Because oh, you had, yeah, you had. Wait, didn't you get four, four class fives though? I didn't finish my last one. Oh, you didn't finish your last one. Because my uh, last yeah, one yeah, was, coup, made, my, like I said, my gras, last one was coup de gras, which would have been, in a yeah. turn three would have been a cinch to get, because I just would have walked up to oh. something and stepped on its neck. Yeah, no shit. Oh, that's so hard. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 like, I won't lie, I was a bit disappointed course, uh, yeah. that we didn't get through to the third round, um, because I was very much in like a yeah. very strong position. Um, really, the only fighting piece he had left was Defurzen. Nah, you I like yeah. So time, uh, uh, in yeah, you always want to play three rounds. It's hard. Yeah. Um, keep your time the, the, right. the last round of the day is always really yeah. difficult. Um, yeah. but like I said, like even my first turn, I knew exactly what I was going to do, which was I was just going to go up, finish all these fucking HVT things, get everyone back, and if I had yeah. whatever orders I had left, would be used on the sniper, and that's pretty much what my turn was. Yeah, no, the, that's been the, the, the age-old problem of um, yeah, getting your games done in a tournament setting. Because I actually timed out, I never time out my games. Like, I always get my games done fairly on time. But me and Josh, basically, and Josh is very quick as well. So both me and him timed out on round two. We, we took, like, an extra five minutes or something um, to just to get it done. Um, but it's interesting because... Um, yeah, when a game gets intense, you can't help it because the things keep changing. So you're always making new plans. So it's hard. It's hard. Good thing about good thing for that is I wasn't going to get the winners patch anyway because this selfish bastard decided to win. Absolutely right, mate. And I uh, managed to I managed to get um go the new meteor zond. Oh, it's oh, a really nice model actually. Um, I hmm. what did I pick up? I picked up the new IR. Uh, because uh, I won't be getting the one that's been professionally painted. Was that's been professionally painted? Unfortunately, that's going to one of our Patreons. Good for nothing they are. Um, but yeah, they're getting um, uh, Marut and the IR, aren't they? Um, potentially, maybe. Yeah. Um, what about the standings? These final standings. So there was a yeah. tier list recently dropped by Rob Cantrell and Jordan uh, on YouTube, um, and there's some controversial takes in there. Um, have you had a have a have a quick gaze? Uh, I'll take a take a look now. Um, Acted pretty well. Uh, tag got into the tag got into the Toha zone. Um, that's I, a, I, I certainly don't I certainly don't know about Spiral Core being that high up. No, so the Toha zone is not necessarily above A or below S. Oh, it's, it's just like weird spots. It's a weird spot. It's like if you know the faction well, it's not that it, it's it makes it a lot oh, easier. Okay. If you don't know the faction, then there's a couple of surprises. So right. you cheat. It's it's, it's it's one of those with like such a high like skills like a skill ceiling or like a, a skill curve knowledge. that if you're not past that sort of that yeah. lip where the faction mm-hmm. becomes good it's like not great. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, like so if you don't know what Toha does, it's really hard to play into attack if you don't know if you can't deduce their camera markers. Shazvasti, if you can't deduce their camera markers. 
Um, so yeah, that's them. So if you noticed in C, just look at C tier. Do you notice at the very back of C tier, military orders? I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think. I think um, behind Drews even. Yeah, no, so, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, th I think so, so, somewhere. Let's take a look. Oh, but what do I you think, know? But I, I think they'd be above Deshat. Yeah, like I think they'd be. Yeah, look. the The point is, military orders came second. Uh in the event. So it's interesting. Um, obviously, mm. just one tournament, but. Uh, what about Corrigador with Dante? Where are Corrigador? Uh, they're pretty high up. Uh, Morat's pretty high up. So it's Wait, pretty accurate. I, I, I've, I've lost myself. Where is... Oh, that's correct. Is that, that Corrigador? Yeah, Corrigador's second in B, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, second in B. So I'm just yeah. going through um, the placings from the event and then matching them up against the tier list. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I think every the rest of the, the placings that uh, kind of check out, but uh, the military orders, yeah, the military orders kind of flies in the face of the tier list. But other than that, pretty accurate, pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's not too bad. Yeah. So um, if you, if for those of you who haven't seen the tier list, it's on YouTube. Robert Shepard, uh, mm. friend of the show. Um, yeah, he's done a tier list of summarizing all for all the factions of Infinity three See, hours long. I, I, I almost, I almost want to, you know, taking a taking a look at this and back. You know, because you, you can't have everything. Is um, I would have loved to have taken um, Caledonia to um, uh, uh, to I, the, the tournament because they actually would have done really well at Frostbite because they've got tons of heavy infantry that costs freaking nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, that would be interesting. But yeah. So um, yeah. Overall, great event. Thank you to all my opponents. Thank you, uh, Tristan. Um, yeah, it was good. It was awesome to roll some dice, and uh, it was my first tournament win, so that's nice as well. Um, got Enjoy that the crew. Out of the way. Yeah, absolutely, exactly right. Uh, finally, oh yeah, I've got the resume that's required to be on this podcast. So, yeah, I, th I think I think I, I wonder how many. I know I've only won one. Yeah, and uh, Kev's probably won more. Kev's probably the better winner out of all of us. Yeah, Kev, well, Kevin's been abusing people with the Sphinx and the Speculo Mine Layer, uh, which has finally been nerfed so um, for yeah. long enough. So, yeah, so um, yeah, so he's definitely won a couple, I think. Um, but yeah, that no, was really good fun. And yeah, yeah, so look forward to more. I look yeah. forward to more. Demand, and... demand more looting and sabotage, people. Yeah, if you haven't played looting and sabotage, do it. It's actually really yeah, fun. Give it a shot. Yeah, give it a shot. And we go from there. Uh, you got anything else for our listeners? No, nah, man, I'm good. Easy. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Lost in the Turner. It's been uh, myself, Val, and... And I'm Jacob. Thank you. And have a good night.